0: Tune into the Neil Prendiville show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red
1: FM. You see the sun this morning saying that Ireland is to uh, set to heat up ahead of the bank holiday weekend. Temperatures will continue to rise across the week, of course. And they're figuring that in places by Friday and the weekend, it could be 20, uh, 21 degrees. So weather heats up. For bank holiday fun, they're saying. Very, very sad news this morning of a small little boy who died in a pool. A little six-year-old lad who died yesterday got into difficulty in a Hotel's Tell swimming pool up the country in Tullamore County, Offaly. And the Red Tops carried on their front page this morning, little boy, six, dies in pool tragedy and loses his fight for life. It's very, very sad, awful, where a family should be together during happy times for a tragedy like that to happen. Uh, Meanwhile uh, with with regards to the cost of everything Petrol back up now uh, unleaded, uh, the regular to two euro and of course the the posh to even higher than that. Petrol follows diesel in soaring over two euro a litre. Front page of the Independent today. Uh, a surge in demand in the US in recent weeks has increased the wholesale price. Isn't it amazing the way they can always come up for an excuse? So we have the war in Ukraine and more Americans burning uh, petrol and what have you, driving it through the roof. Um, and all of the papers talk of it today. Micheál Martin's war warning everybody that there's going to be further uh, price hikes, not just in petrol, but everything. And he's warning people on the front of the Echo today that consumers face a new era of high energy prices because of Russia's war in the Ukraine. What the heck, though, are they going to do about the massive profits made uh, by uh, oil producers and distributors. I mean, I'll go, I'll drill into those price. Sorry, I could drill into those profits a little later on, but it makes no sense to me when you compare the first quarter of 22 and their profits and the first quarter of 21 and their profits because they continue to rise. They're making more money than ever. So years and years of fuel price hell is the misery making the sun today. Well, 350,000 people that we know of are now impacted by food poverty, and the examiner picks up on that. And being impacted by food poverty means that people have a reliance on food banks and other sources, including charitable institutions like the St. Vincent de Paul. And we spoke of that yesterday, and it's why Paddy O'Brien is quoted in the Echo today, talking about how difficult it is for people and just getting harder. Um, Also, I also see that the uh, Irish Times this morning says that Micheál Martin has said that there'll be no... Um, help and no further financial packages and no support for householders in advance of the budget. Does that mean that there might be something in the budget in October? But you know how budgets work. Give it one hand, take with the other. See, end up really with no big increases in anything at all. Martin says oil and gas prices uh, will rise, but rules out support packages to help people who are struggling. I mean, isn't that what government is there for? Isn't that what we're supposed to uh, do when people are in crisis to help out? Uh, But don't worry about it because the Department of Foreign Affairs has found €110,000 to buy an armoured car. Uh, for the Irish Embassy staff in Mexico. So they have it. They can find it for some things, but not for another. And don't even talk about uh, travel and what have you, because apparently the CEO of the DAA, during the worst crisis to unfold at that airport in living memory, flew out of Dublin airport yesterday on Saturday night. Uh, he's off to Dubai, apparently. No, sorry, off to Saudi Arabia. Um, there's some, uh, some gig on over there, I'm not quite sure, but uh, it doesn't sound to me as if it's the best time to be leaving the country with chaos in your workplace. But there you have it, nonetheless. And they're they're giving no... Uh, Assurances or guarantees at all following yesterday's meeting with government officials that there won't be more chaos at this coming bank holiday weekend or indeed even across the summer. But did you ever think? Surely be to God, you could, you could have technology now in the world that we live in. So you go up to the scanners and to the belt where you, where you take off your belt and you take off your shoes and you take, and you take all of your, your liquids out of your bag and you take out all your cables and your laptops and you take out everything, your phone and you have to put them into these small little trays. Wouldn't you think now there'd be technology where you don't have to do any of that? And it would greatly speed up the process of getting through, um, you know, security and the scanners. I know, I know, like, for instance, in Shannon, they have some new technology where you can bring bigger bottles now. And there's no more of that kind of nonsense about 50 mils of this and 75 mils of that. Um, but wouldn't you think they'd have technology now? where you just put everything in the bag, everything. Open the scanner, goes through and you're gone. Rather than take off your belt, take off your shoes, have your watch on, have your jewelry, take out your mobile phone. God, I just don't get it. They say there is technology for this but it's still at least a couple of years away certainly a couple of years away here in in cork or in ireland but um there's a couple of court cases that are that are quite interesting last week i spoke of a video that was sent to me of a a chap on a bicycle who nearly got creamed on the road from what i could see and I, i didn't know whether the wing mirror hit him or very very came came very close to hitting him i'm wondering if that's the same video i saw there was a court case in court yesterday uh, where the cyclist described uh, was described as a vigilante on a bicycle. Um, and uh, this is a man by the name of John Grace. I think I've met John Grace a couple of times. He's a lovely guy, actually. Great fellow for chatting. Uh, we just pull in off and off on the bike. He might go past, maybe we'll have a chat. Uh, he has a hashtag online called Right to Bike. And he's made over 50 complaints in the past in relation to driving incidents. Uh, but there was an incident involving him and a van driver. Fellow by the name of Patrick Kavanagh, um, and the, he complained that he overtook him in a manner that caused him an incredible fright as he cycled down Cars Hill towards Douglas, 11 o'clock in the morning. He said his wing mirror was inches from my head as he passed. I caught up with him. We had words and I complained about what he did. Uh, he said, you'd see, John Grace has two cameras on his bike, so everything gets, ca- gets captured. Mind you, Patrick uh, Kavanagh said that Mr. Grace is doing defensive rider techniques to bully car and van drivers to stay behind them and he's going to get himself killed apparently anyway that whole thing was before the court yesterday where the judge dismissed uh, the case uh, against Mr. Kavanagh. And then there was a, another chap uh, in court yesterday being defended by uh, Frank Butimer. He He's accused of having €120,000 worth of cocaine, a cocaine stash, uh, back in April. But he applied to get his passport back from the Gardaí and for his bail conditions to be relaxed so he could go on a short holiday with his pals. I think he wanted to go to uh, where did it Albafera with his friends for a long weekend in June. So Muhammad at Ad- at Uh, 21 year old he's on bail for the drug charges Uh, he was before the court so he could get his passport back to go to Alba with his friends for a long weekend but there was interesting banter between the sergeant and Frank Bottomer where the sergeant said three days is a very short time frame for a holiday and Frank Bottomer asked him did you ever hear about did you ever hear of mini breaks so the sergeant said how do we know he'd come back and and the defendant said you have my word um, mind you the sergeant said some fella sunning himself in Portugal when he's in a, on a charge of having 120,000 euro worth of cocaine is just not appropriate but they said that he had booked the defence said um, that uh, Mohammed had booked the trip to Portugal before the alleged offence occurred in April <laughs> so, <laughs> court yesterday. Um, the judge refused the application on the basis of the seriousness of the offence so he ain't going on any long bank holiday weekend to sun himself in Alba Fera with his mates. Paper's also today talk in quite some detail about those uh, people who uh, need to hit the gym and apparently they're saying that if you're a woman you should go to the gym early in the day if you're a man you should go to the gym later in the day. Uh, paper never refuses ink lads. Apparently they have medical research to prove why if you want to get rid and and, uh, they talk about actual specific body parts. They say women are more likely to reduce belly fat and blood pressure if they exercise early in the morning whereas men apparently later on in the day I guess in some way shape or form it's got something to do with metabolism
0: You're listening to the number one talk show in court, The Neil Prendiville Show It's the best in
1: cock. on Red FM Okay there are some other stories that will come back to throughout the course of the morning and lots of texts and emails as well but could I just pick up on where I left off yesterday indeed in a story that makes the front of the echo today we talk about food poverty we talk about the cost of living we talk about yesterday's program where the cost of is going to go to 40. euro a bag which is double the price of say this time last year we got petrol going up but one of the interesting things of course that we mentioned and heard yesterday is that more and more people who should be getting charitable contributions and coal from the likes of St. Vincent de Paul are afraid to do so because they'd be too embarrassed that their neighbours would know and would prefer to live in cold or with the lights out and the heating off or hungry rather than take charity. On the other hand we heard of people who abuse the charity that's given by St. Vincent de Paul but you'll always find people in society who will imbue generosity. Uh, But Paddy O'Brien makes the front of the echo today uh, and he has called for um, a lot of things that could be done and quite simply one of them would be that the fuel allowance season just be extended uh, because otherwise you have many people, particularly elderly people, living in damp, cold houses uh, because they use a lot of fuel. And he joins me by phone and I imagine as well, good morning to you Paddy, how are you? I imagine, well, imagine also a lot of elderly people wouldn't be going out as much as able-bodied people of the younger generation so they're in the home a lot more isn't it they? true?
2: They're in the, last, in the house a lot more and you're perfectly well right there and regrettably um, most old elderly people are living in damp, cold houses that require a lot of heating and the the, the ritual for most elderly people uh, when they get up in the morning and downstairs, they light the fire
1: Really? Uh, First
2: thing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, quite honestly, my own mother, God the mercy of her, my own mother, that was the first thing she did in the morning. When she was living alone, my father passed away. I light the fire, like the fire means something. The fire was comforting. are sitting at the fire, oh, yeah. Yeah. A of
1: course, place. it right. is a comfort and it is heat, but it also yeah. is comfort. But would that be all year, Paddy? Or just kind of no, winter no, and autumn? No, no,
2: no, 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 it wouldn't be all all year. But it, it, the situation is this: that um, even the last, if you one or two cold days, not this week, with a cold breeze, elderly people have to go off out and. Regrettably, what's happening at the moment that elderly people are just experiencing difficult times. They just can't manage. Um, the the older we are, is what the more difficult it is to, to manage your, your finances. And now I spoke to people yesterday, and I was in an emergency one yesterday, I met the relatives of, of um, so the residents, and they were speaking about their own situation, and it's that they're now worried for the future. Um, Michal Martin, a teacher speaking in Brussels yesterday spoke about uh, what's going to happen in the, in the next 12 months. That oil could double the price, fuel double the price and then a the massive increase in food as well. Uh, this is a, these are desperate or worrying times for elderly people, quite honestly. And uh, I'm not being dramatic when I say here that. Uh, it's going to cause problems. Really. They won't be able to manage. They won't be able to give themselves adequate heating, adequate food and um, and, and there will be an in a situation that there has to make a, a decision. Now, uh, whether they're going to have food or whether they're going to have a uh, bike call for the fire. And um, I listened to a program the other evening and there was a lady on a program on 53 on uh, the Virgin One on um, speaking issues from Justice Ireland. Mm. And. She spoke very well about the common situation in relation to poverty, and she said in Ireland that a person should, uh, should be, uh, be able to earn 291 euro, and um, otherwise you're classed as being in the poverty bracket, and they, uh, they um, are not far from that, and I called for the extension of the field, and I agree with the comments you made there, made there a few moments ago, um, there is a stigma in relation to becoming a recipient of the, 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 the goodness and the kindness of charitable organisations. And this is just a, not now. It has been all,
1: all the, the, the years I've with the elderly. The sick poor who do great work. They do. Party. We forget we about see. the sick poor a lot. Yeah, they do. And are people <laughs> are people ashamed to be taking coal or to be uh, having somebody from St. Vincent de Paul um, calling or I'll, sick? I'll,
2: poor? I, 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 I'll explain this now. They wouldn't be ashamed to accept it but they would be embarrassed and ashamed of their neighbors that our neighbours would think because we usually and normally associate the recipients of these organisations as people who are experiencing poverty. That's amazing because and,
1: you have uh, others then who are brazen and get it and don't need it and don't deserve it and yeah, shouldn't have right. it and, and they yeah, have that's no that's worries at all about taking it.
2: They, they, they absolutely abuse the situation but there has to be something done and Paddy O'Bonnie is not going to work it out. The government must do something. They have, I mean The elderly are heading heading for a lot of times, and uh, I I was saying yesterday uh, to Amy Nolan Norman that um, we could find ourselves in a situation where the elderly could detect themselves in relation to eating. They could protect themselves with food, and subsequently, it would have said
1: fatalities yeah. in the home. Yeah, Kieran Gould yesterday, the coal man, was telling me that, um, I'm not quite sure how he put yeah, it, but yeah. I'll try and paraphrase what he said. He said, if you are an elderly couple living together, both getting an independent pension, um, they, c- they can paddle along reasonably well with the combined income yes. of the two pensions, right? Yes. But if it's one to, yes. person on yes. their own, he says, that's where you see an awful yes. lot of the struggles, where there's only the one pension to pay for everything, to heat the same house, you know, all that kind of thing, that, and they that, struggle exp- they struggle a lot more on their own. Yes.
2: And I feel, and I've been saying for years, exactly what you have just said there, Neil, um, that the most vulnerable people at this point in time would be the person living alone. Now, the person living alone, just getting a pension, and not getting any private pension. I mean, there are people out there they can get two afford to get two pension, but the most of they don't. Yeah, the and it's true actually
1: that, that a lot of the time they're they're in older homes where there are families in them, and oh, those yeah? homes oh, wouldn't yeah, have yeah, the yeah. insulation. Now they probably have a plus a D or a D. Even, even lower um, uh, rating, you know, so they're colder and damper. Oh,
2: and, that, and that's what that is. The old old houses, the old, old, house old Fongring, you'll be quite familiar with your lovely uh, grandparents in the Englishes and yeah, Madden's buildings, to right. old houses. 19, right.
3: 1896,
2: they were built. they were built, I think. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. and uh, yeah, but I, I think that uh, the time t- for talking is over. The government must do something. And I'm saying this, and saying it very clearly. I realise, and I appreciate, that um, what's happened at the moment, the government hasn't caused these problems. Uh, due to the, it has, they've been caused due to the Russian war. But the elderly people are the responsibility of the government. And they're still in trouble to
1: look off. Ah, yeah, but we've had conversations yeah. like this over many years where there was no wars and still people were struggling yeah. and the elderly were cold. Yeah, that, I mean that, it's all that, very that, well. That. If you've got a budget, right? And say coal goes to forty euro a bag and you have to heat the house and your your metabolism isn't running as fast as a younger person, so you're colder, yeah. right? So all that happens and all of a sudden then your fridge breaks down, right? Or you yeah, need to yeah. get a plumber to fix a bath or an added expense. that just tips you completely over the edge. The unexpected bill, you know?
2: Exactly, Exa- exactly. At the moment, no person on the social welfare did barely get through the week. But I, I know uh, one day, that, well, one day, there were several people at the moment living alone who are just cut back on their food. Why? They're trying to save money for what's happening in the future. They'll be warned. Every program you listen to, every paper you read, they're talking about the big bills, the big bills that's going to call for the future. And people they are absolutely sick with worrying their sickness. That they won't be able to afford, and what they take automatically is all. Oh, I'm going to lose is delight in of what what's going, what's going to happen to me? And the government must come in and do something now. And as I repeat what I just said at the beginning, May, that uh, I would call on the elderly or the government to extend the pre fuel number one, extend the duration of, of the fuel of the fuel model, and then it has to be uh, an increase an increase in the financial situation as well. The coal is it's very, 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 very very expensive of and we're we're getting the warnings that it's not going to remain at that. So with the price of food uh, so the price of coal the price of food things are looking bad for, I don't want bad for everybody I know at, at the end of the scale we have the elderly people
1: yeah I know old, I, I'll, uh, I'll go into some text data from different sections of society but say in the winter time like winter and autumn and you know early spring it only warms up for maybe three or four months would that fire be going all day
2: well a, a, a lot of people yes a lot of people and that's for, that's for, for it. I mean they, they are living that's, I mean like tr- this is true, this is, tr- this is tr- the whole country where we're talking about talk- talk at the moment. Yeah, there are people, and I, mean, I will like, take, take Hortons' buildings, you know, it's a very old area. Keller's buildings, the Roach's buildings, Sutton's buildings, where there's a high concentration of elderly people. And those houses were, were currently being been, been lived in by elderly yeah. people only. The houses are old. They require heat. Course, then, yeah. Uh, on, on the normal side, the person, an elderly person comes on in the morning to have their breakfast and they sit down. Because they don't walk around the house, they're not generating any heat in the body. And elderly people listen to your problem this morning would say, walk around, go out in the fresh air, try and get, get it going for a bit of fresh air. But they're sitting inside in the house. That's it. They're everything outside the house. They're sitting inside the house, sitting there, cold, What? They only enjoy what they have. The only thing's gonna make them happy is what
1: to see a spark on the fire. I know, I know, I know, I know. Worrying times ahead, mm-hmm. worrying times ahead. Uh, Paddy, look after yourself as, as always. I, Thanks I, for I, taking the call, I, appreciate it. I just I, want to I, mention, I, you're talking about the cost of fuel prices and fuel increases and me. Martin, saying it's going to continue to go up. Oh, and by the way, there's no help. You wouldn't believe the amount of profit that the oil companies are making. I mean, if you just look at 2022, their first quarter profits would be four months and much of that would involve the war in ukraine shell's profits for the first first four months of 2022 were 9.1 billion dollars january february march and april of 2022 shell made 9.1 billion dollars in the same period exxon mobil made 8.8 billion euro profit that's in the first four months of 2022. Chevron made 6.5 billion your dollars profit in the first quarter of this year. And BP made 6.2 billion. Notice the similarities in the profits between BP, Chevron and Exxon. Um, and indeed Shell, way ahead of them, with 9.1 billion. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And if you compared it then, Shell's profits, Exxon's, Chevron's and BP profits, they were all between, I'm going to say, 240 and 380% higher than the first quarter of 2021, which meant that this year they made more money than last year when there was no war in Ukraine. I mean, it's bizarre you just Canoco Phillips 4.3 billion in the first quarter of 2022 alone and if that's not bad enough here's the Shell CEO Ben Van Brewden um, speaking about how the Ukraine war has actually contributed towards the great conditions that are driving profit margin, margins for his company and I suppose with all the others profiting very well thank you in the first quarter of 2022 he might even be talking on behalf of all of the oil companies. So this is what he had to say about their incredibly positive profits for the first four months of this year. We talked
0: about uh, share buybacks, maybe change. Well, you know, can I also say that the performance that we are seeing this quarter, of course, has been helped by the macro, and
1: the macro has been uh, impacted uh, by the war in the Ukraine. But at the same time, the macro was already strengthening in the run-up to uh, to this quarter, and what we are all also seeing, of course, is a much better operational performance in a stronger portfolio. So it's not necessarily a windfall in that sense coming from the Ukraine war. We do have a better company, we do have better performance, and yes, indeed, uh, our shareholders will benefit from that as well. Yeah, I am. And this is even a longer clip where he does say that the Ukraine war has helped profits. I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now.
0: 0818 104 106. Red
1: FM. You guys are fantastic. Every single one of you. I love the texts that happen in real time. Past a petrol station in Glanmire earlier, and unleaded Neil is now €2.07 already, says Terry. Ah, they don't hang around, lads. I uh, see one, and they all go for it. On the road back to Dungarvan Neil, I nearly got a heart attack when I saw the price of unleaded petrol. Not premium, the regular. Capaquin. Two euro nine point nine—that's two ten a liter. Liz more two o four, more expensive for everyone again. I see, except for the politicians claiming expenses from the working class taxpayers as usual. So we're up around two seven to two ten already for a liter of regular uh, unleaded, and God knows how much higher it will go. Why? I have no idea. I just read out the profits that all of the big oil producers and distributors are making year in, year out. And one of them admitting that it was very much helped by the war in Ukraine, which is all about supply and demand. If the d- demand is high and the supply is low, it doesn't mean that less people get it. It means that those who pay the most will get it. Maybe that's capitalism. I don't know. Meanwhile, John, good morning. Morning Neil. Crazy stuff when you look at the profits that the oil companies are making, and yet at the same time, uh, it's the punter at the pump says to pay for it. Anyway, go ahead.
4: I was listening with interest to the what's going on with the DAA uh, and the government uh, being so uh, robust in their criticism. But haven't the DAA a semi-state body? Yes. Yeah, so where's the government's input into well, it? Well,
1: that's why they called them in yesterday to wrap them on the notice. Ah,
4: uh, 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 yeah, but why? Why over the two years of the COVID, when nobody was doing nothing, when the politicians were sitting at home with their hands in their pockets, why weren't they making a plan, thinking ahead? Isn't that what they get paid for? This is, with all, all, to with, this is all to yeah, do. With, all
1: the, this is all to do. with This is all to do. People are paid to go to work, or not paid. Yeah,
4: but uh, yeah, but hold on a while now. Even, even if they were sitting at home, uh, the, uh, the advisors that they, that are paying so handsomely. Uh, would surely it mean they had to come up with a, a, some plan,
1: wouldn't they? Yeah, well, it's just not being prepared, you know. But, you know? Yeah, anybody running a though? business in the private sector prepares for the inevitable. Or they know that the seasonality of their of their of their retail changes, so they know different times of the year they're going to be busy. They're going to make sure they have staff for that period of time. They know, they're going to make that's sure, that's sure they absolutely. have stock for that things to yeah. sell your products. You know?
4: Yeah, and absolutely. Thing. And 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 in, in the height of it, then when they had the opportunity. The, the jettison and the staff out the door yeah. on, on, the, on a redundancy package, and uh, with no thought for the future. So we we now have a, a DAA who controls eighty percent, eighty six percent of all traffic in and out of the country, who are incapable of running the the program. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
4: And and region now. I can't understand why the Green Party is on this like a like a hot because we have people driving from northern counties uh, down to Dublin, uh, dri- driving from all over the country to Dublin to take a flight, driving for an hour around Dublin Airport to try and get parking. And where's the carbon footprint of the whole thing?
3: Mm, mm.
4: Well, you see, it all goes back to we had 119 billionaires in Davos a couple of weeks ago there uh, who are telling the poor how they should live. And how you should tie up your
1: your shoelaces,
4: and then you had Hall Mountain coming on this morning, telling the people, "Well, that's it. Like that's what you're getting. Don't like
1: it. Suck it up. That's the way it is. Feel sorry yeah, for that's you, that's but that's nothing we can do. That's
4: not good enough. But the problem we've had in this country for for decades is, the Irish should have eaten their vegetables instead of electing them.
1: <laughs> this is the problem. That's a bit harsh.
4: Oh no, it's not. No, no. There isn't any one of them that you could single out that's done anything uh, constructive but for this country. they say that they have uh, no
1: control over... Um, fu- well, they have no control over fuel prices, they claim, right? But hold on looking no, at the, the profit Arab margins of the, of the fuel of the oil companies, I don't know about that. Uh, but the little Irish
4: little government are taking more off it than the Arabs for taking it out of the ground. No,
1: I'm not even talking about the Arabs taking it out of the ground. It's who they give the contracts to... Process it and distribute it and get it to the forecourts. I mean, it's all very well to say there's a war in the Ukraine, but you can't justify eight billion dollar profits for January, February, March, and April for each of them. It just makes we sense. Being,
4: we were being stitched up here before Putin ever decided that he wanted to kill everyone in the Ukraine. We were being stitched up here by our own government. They've never taken an active part on behalf of the working class people and the middle class. You have two. Fam- you have two people. now working. Because they have to work. One is paying the mortgage and putting bread on the table. And the other one is going out to pay the childcare. Did you ever hear such a ridiculous
1: situation? But you know all of that rainy day fund that we had that was put aside for, you know, a crisis or where it was needed, all that got spent because of COVID. I mean, a huge chunk of it was given to GPs. Nearly 210 million euro was given to GPs who treated patients, a lot of it remotely during COVID. The doctors made about 70,000 euro per individual doctor because of it, you know. So mm-hmm. like and that was just one you had, of course, the pandemic payment was another one. you had the e w s s payments and grants that were given to businesses, so it's all gone, the money's gone
4: well, absolutely, it was like the time the pension fund was raided for Irish water, it's all gone, gone. as well, yeah, so yeah, but that's why I said you there is nobody in charge in this country. there's nobody capable of doing anything. We don't need politicians. we've proved this because they're absolutely useless. Every one of them are culpable. Anyone that goes in the gate above in Dáil Éireann and are taking the salaries that they're taking, they're culpable with the destruction of the country.
1: Yeah, but you know that every single person in the bigger parties, which would be Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, uh, and also even Sinn Féin, they're under the cosh. Each of those TDs doesn't have a free run. like They can't say what they want, do what they want. They're under they yeah, all but, under the whip.
4: Yes, but hold on a while now. We, we elect politicians down in Cork. They go up to Dublin and the guy above sitting in the high seat wearing the frock, he tells them that you can't talk about that. That's
1: not democracy. Yeah, but you'd, you'd have a free-for-all then, wouldn't you? Everybody but shouting at each you're,
4: other. But you're, hold on a while, Just shouting at one another of stupid things anyway. Mm. Mm. You have him and Ryan, that's retrofitting his house, like, uh, To the highest extreme that you could get. He's telling people then, uh, who can't afford to put coal in the fire, how they should live.
1: Who, who would you get, though, to um, actually put themselves forward to such a, would, a, a really I difficult would. job for maybe 80 or 90 grand a year?
4: Well, there are people out there, believe it or not, who would be patriotic maybe with, so. a business, with, a, with a business sense. There has to be. Yeah. Give, them, give them the opportunity. Clear the decks. I mean, what, what we have of just uh, fish gone past ourselves by there.
1: Let me get some texts on the air on this one. Thanks as always, John. Appreciate your contribution. Text 0868104106. 50,000 people a year are leaving our country. Is that right? If you want Irish people to stay in Ireland, then we have to either leave Europe or control our own borders to stop the loaders moving to Ireland. Ah, yes, here we go again. Those coming over here too. I understand there's a problem with... um, I know that there's a problem with housing, I get that, but I don't believe that the vast majority coming over here from overseas are freeloaders, they want to work, they want to rear families, they want to be part um, of our society. Uh, the problem in this country is failing government policy, homelessness and the inability for people to get on the property ladder is inadequate government policy. And Fain are not the answer. Social housing is not cheap, you know. In response to social housing, uh, my rent is increasing from 140 a week to 170 a week. Social housing. Three bedroom house, one wage coming in, two young kids, no welfare, nothing. We're not entitled to it. Social housing is supposed to be affordable for people to get out of the private rental property trap. I'm paying more now than I was when I was renting privately. Very hard to get a mortgage. And I have a government job. So that's interesting. Somebody rearing a family in a social house, in social housing with a government job, paying uh, 170, 7428, 414, nearly 700 a month uh, in rent. And that's for what they call social housing. A uh, lot of people from yesterday's conversation with regards to Lisa and our kids in the damp house, the sense of entitlement is just shocking. Um, I'm listening here, and this country has gone to absolute crap. Uh, other people then talking about the cost of living. Another one here, that family uh, with the landlord in Australia, the guy, her partner, needs to get up off his backside and go out and get a job. There is loads of work out there instead of sitting at home with the house falling down around, around him. These, this is just an example of bone-idle layabouts. Text 0868 104 106. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 104 106 Cork's Red FM. Uh, yeah, the reason the government won't put any restrictions on housing costs, Neil, is because half of them are lining their own pockets by renting houses out. They don't care as long as they're getting paid their rent themselves. A lot of politicians in the doll are themselves landlords. Uh, this is an interesting one. I'm listening about conversations regarding airports. I'm an ex-employee of Swissport in Cork airport there has been a mass exodus of experienced staff lately and more are on the way out if they got those extra flights from dublin to ease the burden similar scenes would happen in cork too bad management is to blame ongoing issues for years rosters are totally messed up and good loyal workers are not being treated right um, and i think that's you're going some way there to tell us why experienced staff have engaged in a mass exodus and more are on the way out. Um, a lot on the cost of living. A fella out uh, my way saves up a ball of money, goes on a two-week bender and then gets fed in penny dinners. A lot of enabling going on as well in this country. Vincent de Paul handing out charity to those that don't need it. The taxpayer is the biggest fool in this country. Yeah, I'll go to calls in a second. I just wanted two more. People are using the war as an excuse to fla people. Good cork term. Take lockdown when everybody needed a dog or a Labrador at two and a half thousand euro. Two years later, everybody's going back on holidays and Labradors are back to 450 euro. That's interesting. Public and civil service are filled with the sons and daughters of siblings of lemmings knocking on the door to canvas for the main parties. Our services are screwed because the main parties run our country for the party members first. And the joke of it all is that the civil service used their Labour bar- Party-backed union to keep them in their jobs. Uh, and one or two more. I'll tell you what the politicians have done. They put waiting lists in every department for people in every walk of life. Waiting lists for doctor's appointments. We're short of doctors. Hospital waiting lists. Disability assessment waiting lists. House prices have soared. Council house listings. Private rent lists. Provisional housing is still here. Kept the U.S.E. tax, didn't they? Which was never stopped. The cost of living is up up at least 50%. Don't kid yourself. Heating, electricity, fuel, food and clothing. And they want us to be eco-friendly. And they want us to change to electric cars to save us money. Even though electricity bills have doubled. They've never addressed our drug epidemic. And now we need more services to deal with that. We have become a nation of GoFundMe. We are doing it ourselves. We should sack the lot of them. And there's reams more like that, but I want to go back to our calls and get as many on there as I can. Sorry, John was there, but he's not there now, so maybe will come back to him in a few minutes' time. Uh, just one or two more, and this is a criticism of me. Uh, why are you saying it's our fault that we all wanted fancy homes? I never said it was anybody's fault. I just talked about the, the carry-on during the Celtic Tiger and how everybody, all of us, got sucked in in some way, shape, or form. Anyway, why are you saying it's our fault we all wanted fancy homes, sun holidays, and designer clothes, That's rich coming from you. You're always bragging on about where you're going and what you have. I know you you work uh, and are good at your job, but stop someday and have a listen to yourself. Yeah, maybe I I will. I I thought everybody was entitled to go on a holiday from time to time. And, you know, maybe if I tell a couple of stories from a holiday trip overseas, uh, maybe that's a bad thing. I wouldn't have thought it was, but you seem to think it is. As to to being a bragger, I call myself a lot of things, but I really hand on heart if I was to... Sit down and analyze myself. I don't think I would call myself a bragger in any way, shape, or form. Quite the opposite. But that's just my own opinion of myself and, you know, other people's opinions. They're theirs. They're their own. Okay, Finbar's on three, actually. Finbar, good morning. Morning. Okay, so pick up on the conversation from yesterday. Or was it the day before when I was talking to Jerry Bottom, was it?
5: The attendant was a lad lad phoned in afterwards, and he asked you one question. Yeah. Would you be in favor, yes or no, of getting rid of the shanod
1: and you're saying that
5: you, you went around the houses you went away on a rant the whole so eyes came back after about two minutes wherever you went to you talked about everything else but never answered the question <laughs> typical you, you should go away and go into politics, politics <laughs> yourself
1: what? so I went on a rant and didn't answer the question as answering to what... the question at all? Oh, no you went away as if
5: like people forget about this way I get back to him, I never answer your man's question
1: <laughs> and, um, typical political politician why did I do that
5: you were avoiding the question to be asked, on here, yes or no. Should you worry about it? But hold on a second. Your uh, but
1: why do you think I wouldn't answer it? I'm asking you.
5: Because you'd want to go against us in the establishment You wouldn't want to go against them. You're running with the hill.
1: You you said to that. You said because I was protecting my buddy Jerry Bottomer. Is it? No, but you'd want to make a commitment to
5: say yes or no against them in case you might offend them.
1: I. I'm sorry I, I I'm sorry if I did answer on the question. It wasn't my intention. But if you're interested in what I think, we're going to get another 19 TDs in the next general election. Well,
5: we, that's we, another question I'd like to answer. The reason this Jerry Burt, what the have after coming on the scene again, sure? Yeah. He wants to try and get in there now. Know if he, no, I wanted him. Put, the, put, the, put them into the convalescent home. Hold on the there a <laughs> while, and we take you out shortly. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's what they call it, yeah. A place yeah, you put your oh politicians.
5: Let's, let's, let's be honest. Like, put them in there. Here's a handy, handy couple of pounds for your dear job, And yeah. that'll sit down with the rest of the money that you have already inside the bank. And we buy, we'll bring you back out of retirement, boy.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to answer your question, right... I don't think we need the extra nineteen TDs. In fact, no, we, don't. we don't. In fact, Use we in fact we have too many TDs as it is. I think they, we could I really. Think. I think we could really scale it down. And I imagine that maybe one TD on the north side, perhaps two. One TT on the south side, perhaps two. Two in East Cork, two in North Cork, and two in West Cork. That would do you. And I answer the other part of your question. When there was a referendum on whether or not the Shannon should be abolished or not, I voted to abolish the Shannon. I'm dead against it. I think it's a waste of money and a waste of time and isn't yeah, needed.
5: So, above the happening above the all
1: right, so does that does answer... The man
5: above there, Sorry, does the fellow above their... Riley, really? is it for the fellow Riley?
1: James Riley, he'd be the former health minister.
5: James Riley, sir, he, he was the fellow who got the, the coffee machine taken from the hallway in front of his office. He was too, he couldn't go outside the door to get his coffee.
1: Well, I don't know anything about that, but I think that it's not needed. I really do. I think we no, could run things much more ridiculous. efficiently, much quicker. And I think there's too many people around to screw things up. If you had a leaner, smaller doll, it would no, run much more efficiently. That's well, my own.
5: say, thoughts. the two in the, south, the north side, the two in the south side, Yeah. They'll be answerable then, and then, you, then they'll, have to, they'll have to stand up then. But they see they're all right with so many of them, they're able to go away hiding.
1: Yeah. They don't yeah.
5: have to ask, answer any question, and yet you try to get them to not how many, not How then. many
1: 2Ds do we have across Cork City and County? I'd imagine Jesus, we'd have. It's like
5: uh, another, another, another question. I, 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 I didn't, it didn't worry me, be honest. I like just, but just when you see what's happening, you realize that there's too many.
1: Yeah, I wonder would we have 15 or 20 of them?
5: Ridiculous altogether, ridiculous. Yeah, he's crazy north idea. So, they, so they, that's they all. There was the They all have second
1: secondaries. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. Well, you need that to run a, a constituency office. But if you have four or five TDs on the north side of Cork. W- w- you're not really getting value for money when you look at a lot of the areas of the north side of Cork.
5: You're not, no, no, I've been shifted along. So you're being on the long finger. You are kept. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was. They're punishing yeah.
5: the walls. So They're punishing the walls. So Jesus, Almighty.
1: We have eighteen TDs for the city and county. Eighteen of them. Christ, no, stop! Stop! That's, that's,
5: that's ridiculous. Hard to
1: give a yeah. so waste of money. It's so a waste of money. Yeah alright my man appreciate uh, you
5: taking sure, the call sure.
1: that's ok thanks very much cheers for that. my man text 0868104106 hope I answered your question text the Neil Brenderville show
0: now 0868104106 RED
1: FM uh, there are houses being built then Paddy says uh, nothing's been done for Carrigaline, despite over 2,000 houses being built there in the last 4 years uh, I won't be voting next time says Paddy and an interesting text actually or it might have been an email I'm not sure which I only have the notes on it here from Caroline she says can't come on air, I'm at work, but I wanted to bring up something I discovered at the weekend. Perhaps you could look into it. We did. I'm looking to buy a house with my husband near the city or the city suburbs. So we drove past Sarsfield Road in Wilton and saw lovely new houses being built by the funeral home. No info about these being advertised anywhere. When we rang the builder, we were told that they were all sold the whole site of them, all sold. So you know, usually you'd see big signs up who the builder is, who the architect is, who the developer is and you know where the agent is and how to apply for uh, maybe um, an interest in buying it. Real estate agents had to be up there. None of that. Anyway, Caroline says, how is this allowed? It's very unfair. It's very hard to buy a new house in a new development when this is happening a lot. They're either being bought up in full by the council or by vulture funds before they're even finished. Uh, how is it fair that the people with good jobs saving and working hard have a mortgage approved, could pant, can't buy a new house in supposedly private developments. I thought this was not allowed to happen anymore, says Caroline. Well, I can tell you that we got onto Cork City Council on the matter. We all spoke to the builders and we spoke to some auctioneers and stuff like that. But the best response actually was from City Council. Um, And to answer your question, it's not vulture funds unless you want to deem the council as being a, a vulture fund. But vulture funds didn't come in and pension schemes didn't come in and buy them. The council said, this is the first phase of social houses in this development. It's four, four beds and 18, three beds. And they were returned for letting by Respond Housing Association, uh, as in returned and given to City Council, who then advertised them on the choice based letting scheme, the CBL, where people on a housing list bid for houses. And they, and that bidding ended on the 10th of May last. The process of pre-allocation checks is now ongoing. I understand that there will be a total of 69 units delivered on a phased basis across the full development, all of which will be allocated for social housing applicants. So there will be a total of 69 homes built there, Caroline. Sarsfield Road in Wilton, the lovely new houses being built by the funeral home. They will not be advertised because they will all go automatically to and have obviously been bought by uh, the council and will be social housing and people would bid for them who are on the housing list. Now for you, that obviously comes as very disappointing news because you say people with good jobs, savings, working hard, mortgage approved, can't buy any of them in a supposedly private development because they're all gone before you'd ever get a chance to put your foot inside the front door. Now, good news for people on the housing list for sure, 69 of them in the entire estate. but of course not good news and bad news for people uh, with mortgage approval hoping to buy a house and start their life. So, sorry about that. I don't have any better news for you. It'll come as a disappointment to you and perhaps others as well. I voted to retain the Shannon, unlike you, as it's an oversight to watch the government. Unfortunately, Wobb's promised in relation to the people electing these members has never happened. If it was voted on again tomorrow, I would vote to scrap it, because the people just don't have a voice. And then there's more on petrol prices coming in, and I appreciate every single one of those. Uh, we're looking at, at this stage, 2.10 uh, in areas like uh, East, and somebody talking about 2.04. I wonder, has, I know I've seen 2 euro across the city and the suburbs, and I'm, that was yesterday. I imagine, will there be a chance that it's gone up? Overnight again substantially, uh, text 868104106 eight one zero four one zero six. We'll pick up the conversation uh, after ten this morning. Can I also just say that we we're chatting yesterday about that wonderful charity match that's taken a place on Sunday at four o'clock at Turner's Cross, and this is a group of Manchester United legends taking on uh, a band of Cork soccer stars in aid of Marymount Hospice next month. Tickets are available: fifteen euro for an adult and a fiver for a junior uh, at Eventbrite, and all of the proceeds go to Marymount. And I'm giving away some tickets for those every day this week. It will be a fabulous way to spend Sunday afternoon, four o'clock in Turners Cross, seeing David May and Wes Brown and lots of other players like that. Clayton Blackmore, Lee Marvin. Uh, and on the Cork side, then Joe Gamble, Mick Devine, Alan Bennett, Garode Morrissey. And well done to Mark McCarthy. Um, he is out in Bellevue and O'Connell's butchers for putting it together. So we'll give away some of those today, tomorrow and Friday. But um, if you're looking to fill your calendar for the bank holiday weekend, That's a great place to be. A big family event Uh, at Turner's Cross this coming Sunday, 4 o'clock. And the fundraiser will raise funds uh, for Marymount. We're back after 10. I'm Rory.
6: And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench.
1: That's the Big Red Bench. Every
0: Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM.
1: Okay, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I got a lovely email in from Kate, and she's the owner of Everywhere English. It's an online English language academy based down in Yall in East Cork. And she said to me, we've teamed up with Hayes Recruitment, and they're running a free four-week online course to help Ukrainian refugees improve their level of English and transition into the workplace if they wish to do so with the help of Hayes Recruitment. So, Everywhere English gives them a four-week free course to help with their English, and Hayes Recruitment then help them to find work in the workplace. Uh, It's free, and she just asked me to mention to all Ukrainian refugees that are welcome, if you have time on your show, please people let, let people know. There are many households listening, or perhaps colleagues can let them know as well, and you never know who might pass on the word. But anyway, it's to spread the word, to improve their English, and get them into the workforce here in Ireland if they want to work. Further details can be had at everywhereenglish.eu. So thank you for Kate for that, Kate. Happy to pass it on. Now, I was sent a video yesterday. Um, uh, what appears to be a group of Leaving Cert boys... Uh, up to no good outside Skolvurra. Now, what they did is a bunch of them, a big bunch of guys there, and they're shouting and jeering and having a good time and a good laugh, and they lift this guy up to over the window of the front door of Skolvurra, and he sticks a male sex toy above the window uh, on the front door. Um, The lads were telling me that it appears that um, some of them also seem to have alcohol on their person. Now, it was being said at the time that they were lads from Presentation Brothers College because of the color of their uh, blazers. But we got in touch with Prez and they did say that they did see the video and they can say with absolute certainty that none of the students or the individuals involved outside Scalvora on Wellington Road were pupils of Presentation College. Um, The principal, David Barry, says, I believe this prank involved uploading the video and saying that it was pupils from Prez when clearly they were not. Hope this clears this up for you. Now, we were chatting about this this morning and apparently at the end of year, there's always some kind of a prank. And uh, some of the lads who were talking about the pranks that they did when they finished up leaving cert and were going and getting ready for the leaving certificate exams. They uh, get up to a bit of hijinks. Um, so it could be it could be just deemed as a bit of hijinks. I'm not sure how the girls in Sculvera felt about it, though. Um, there was a couple of... Um, um, planned events back in the day where I think a young fellow was kidnapped once I won't say much about this but it did make the news at the time I think it was girls kidnapped a boy or something and uh, that got a bit out of hand but whether this could be just put down to a bit of a laugh or whether it's actually upsetting or disturbing for the girls going in, see this thing hanging off just above the window. But anyway, um, you, we were talking about this. This is normal, Kevin, is it, that end of year? There's always, there's, there's always something planned, is there? Yeah,
7: there's always something. Um, we had a guy um, in our year who brought in four ducks and had them labelled one, two, four, and five, and there was a mad panic when he released the four of them, and there was looking for number three. That's kind of a standard one. Um, <laughs> That's pretty dumb. I I much prefer the
1: one about what you guys did rolling did before, these plastic yeah, balls down. So Patrick's d- if
7: people remember, it was kind of an iconic. Um, Ad years ago it had Jose Gonzalez singing um um the what was his big um, hit tune? Um can't remember the name of it now, that I'm, of the course. wrong guy. Um but um yeah he was he was singing that there was bouncing balls, his first Sony Bravi, I think it was kinda of the ah, were, Sony, Bravia, was it, Sony Bravia TV yeah, TV yeah, yeah. Yeah. thousands and thousands, thousands of, of bouncy balls. balls. So we uh, I think we bulk ordered like seven thousand bouncy balls and let them release them off the top of Patrick's Hill and saw them bounce all the way yeah, down from yeah. Bruce College all the yeah. way down. No, I don't think there was any, uh, I don't think they caused any hassle at the end. We kind of made sure to watch their flight so that if we, we needed to see you no, But you would have
1: no idea where 5,000 bouncy <laughs> balls went to when then? they hit McCurtain Street. Well, I'd like to think
7: that some kids benefited from uh, getting some bouncy balls. But own English, I, I
1: just looking at the own English copy there, disciplinary, disciplinary action followed incidents mm-hmm. involving a group of students in Christian Brothers College uh, for boys and Skullvur secondary school for girls, both located within yards of each other. Uh, the incident involved kidnapping, and an egg attack. Mm. So that got quite serious at the time. I think maybe a boy was kidnapped by the girls or something, was it? That
7: was, I would have been in around third year, I think, when that happened. And there was a lot of talk about it at the time. It was, I think, one of the guys who was really well known and Christians had been kidnapped. And, uh, you know, there was hijinks going on. I so think it's
1: hazing th- is the term they would call it. But, hazing. Yeah. So it's normal to have these types of pranks at the end of sixth year getting ready to do the leaving service. Yeah,
7: and like I've seen the video, like. You know, is it in good taste? No. Would you expect good taste from... Uh, you know, six-year lads <laughs> on their Not, li- not really. Yeah. Like, it, did it, Did they actually harm anybody? No. Was it going to be difficult to take down whatever it was they put up? Probably not. Do you know, it's 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 just a bit of it's just nonsense, interesting to really. see
1: what Skullvur have to say about it because we did put in a request for a response from the principal of Skullvur. Mm. I don't think we've heard anything back. We
7: yet. haven't heard anything back yet but, but I suppose for them, you know, their name is o- literally over the door of this so for them to be dragged into something that they didn't want to be part of in the first place probably isn't. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, you don't want yeah, that kind of to be, especially like you know we're coming up now to leaving cert exams. Very important time of uh, a young person's life. Uh, it's kind of a distraction that you know, but it is. Look, it's a group. I think you can see. I don't know how many would be in a year of a school normally. around uh, a good twenty or thirty
1: young fellas there. Yeah,
7: yeah. So like, there's that. That means there's about another hundred young fellas who aren't doing that. Kind of stuff. Right.
1: So well, That's true. Too. You know, it's, that's um, right. Let's see what Sculver have to say yeah. if anything at all. They may not respond. We'll see. But that's the prank the word of. You no idea as to who the school was. You know, the lads were from no. Just no, a, not yet. just a just blue blazers were that any crest on it
7: not yet the search goes on but I can understand why Prez would have said that in their um,
1: statement well apparently like, it, it was being said online that it was Prez, it was Prez yeah. and they yeah. categorically say that it was not yeah. alright lads appreciate that text 0868104106 I want to get back to our phone lines there are reams and reams of other texts and different topics of conversation that I want to get to as well can I just get a line number there if you don't mind and just drop that and I'll just go back to uh, our line numbers and see how we go with it uh, line one thanks so much Mar- Mar- Marion's in Loch Marion good morning
3: Hiya. Uh, How much hi, money's hi. gone?
1: How much money's gone? Um, I
3: think 2000 you know.
1: You know. Okay, it's uh, very hard to understand what you're saying now. You're not on a speakerphone or anything, no? No, I'm not. Okay, that's a little bit better. So what happened? You got a text or a phone call or what? Was it a phone call? I
3: got a, a phone call to say that they were taking €79 Euro for my Amazon Prime account um, and they asked me to press 1 to unsubscribe and... They would refund me the money
1: um, who do they claim to be
3: amazon prime
1: and do you have an amazon prime account
3: i've told that a long time ago i don't use it
1: okay so,
3: um, so somebody rang you
1: you answered Bitcoin. the phone and they said we're from amazon i'm calling you from amazon prime yeah. we're yeah. taking how much 79
3: nine euro. 79 euro um, from your account it rang a bell because that's what they charged me before so I don't know care we go again now I'm not getting caught again because I got caught a few times from Amazon Prime Do you know when you register with Amazon Prime um, it's like free first and then they start charging you so I, yeah. I've been there before I think
1: it's like a tenner so- a month isn't it?
3: It was more at the time. I'm okay. not sure I know okay. how much, okay. but and it I mounts was up
1: something
3: was in my head. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. so I said, "Oh no, I've to start this now." Um, so he asked me for my bank details, and stupidly I gave him. And um, then they asked me to set up um, any Desk app. So basically, they went from there.
1: So you, they got your bank details from you. Yeah. They asked you to what do what on your on your laptop?
3: Set up. It's always running my phone. Any desk app.
1: Any desk app. Okay. And does yeah, that that so then gives them access to control of the whole phone. Any desk app. Right. Like that's an app. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And right. um, they got into my vault. My I'm on Revolut. They got into a vault that my daughter set up. Now I can't understand how Revolut let this happen because. I didn't set up this uh, this vault, as you know, Anthony, About Revolut there's different vaults, and we had a Christmas vault, and there was three of us in it. No, I was not the admin, so I don't understand how okay. I, if they thought it was me, how I was allowed to take that amount of money.
1: Okay, 16, so for people that don't understand what what, apps, uh, what uh, Revolut is about, it, it just literally means that you it replaces debit cards, it replaces credit cards. You put cash into yeah. it, and you, you know, yeah. you do everything you buy, and you spend your money through a Revolut app. But there are also places within the Revolut app. It's like a bank where you can set money aside in savings. Yes,
3: yes. they call them vaults. Absolutely outstanding for saving, but your money is not safe,
1: obviously. So they got access to Revolut as well? Yeah, And they got into one of the savings vaults?
3: Yeah, a a, a vault that I didn't even set up. It's my daughter set that up. I have not access to it. So I don't, this is why, this is my big issue. How Revolut let this happen. I was not the admin. My daughter was the admin. I can't even get into her vault or my other daughter's vault. Do you get me?
1: And the vault that they got into was a Christmas vault fund set up between you and your two daughters
3: since last Christmas
1: okay yeah. so the fact that your daughter was um, uh, an administrator As
3: admin
1: yeah yeah but that doesn't how mean I would they allow
3: that, take money from there
1: yeah but you'd still have access to it though wouldn't you
3: I can't go into their vault I can't access their vault
1: so you couldn't access the Christmas vault
3: I can access only my own vault it was a Christmas vault and three people could put money in yeah so that's how they got me, in you my see my daughter my daughter you're but I don't understand how they got into the vault when I'm not the
1: admin. I know, but you see, you had access to it.
3: got into mine, yeah, maybe, but not theirs.
1: And how much was in that vault?
3: Over 1,600. And money in my revolute.
1: And how much was in your revolute? Um,
3: 480.
1: So 2,080 euro, they cleaned out. Yeah. Right, did they get into your bank account? Yeah. Is there more money in there?
3: Another hundred in there.
1: So that's uh, 2,300, isn't it?
3: I'm not sure what to be exact, to be honest with you because I spent the last two days on, on, on to different texts and they would basically pass me onto another text. I mean, I must have went through 20 texts and none of them did anything for me. I, and did the they do all of happened, this on
1: the screen in front of your eyes watching them?
3: In front of my eyes, I could do nothing about it. Instead of just hanging up, I carried on fighting with them. Um, he said, log into Revolut now and I says your money will be back. <laughs> no. Each time I logged into Revolut, they took more.
1: And you could see this because they had control of your laptop with this app, AnyDesk yeah, app. Yeah. They took over yeah. the power of your screen and access to all, all of took your took it different...
3: over completely, And yeah. you saw this like, with your own eyes. Yeah, Revolut said to me that um, you approved the transactions and like I didn't approve them. They did. They had control of my phone.
1: Revolut will say, you gave them your bank details, you downloaded yeah. the app when you were told to, you gave them access to Revolut...
3: Yeah.
1: You allowed them to take. I'd say. I'd say you haven't a hope there, Marion, I'd say.
3: I know. Whatever about taking my money, but I I would have fight them on the fact that they got into a vault that I did not set up.
1: But could you? I put no, no access. No, you to it. may not have set it up, but could you put money into it?
3: Only my own account, not theirs.
1: No, no. You know the the one where they took sixteen hundred. Were you able yeah. to put money into that?
3: Yes, but only on my side. Yeah, only but on
1: that, my. No, you see, the fact that you could put money into it to add to it meant that they could get into it. Yeah, but the
3: fact that
1: I was not the admin. No, it wouldn't matter. I mean, we have, we, have an ad, we have an admin group here. It's a, wat, it's a WhatsApp group amongst members of the show. I'm the admin, but everybody's in it. They can all they can do everything. I just the only thing that I could do is is take them out of the group. I can't do anything else than that. So, admin doesn't give any special powers as such. You know. Yeah. It's shocking, though. And, I mean, where do you think the call originated from? I don't
3: know, but it sounded like it
1: sounded like um, um, a call, call centre. Overseas? Really, it wasn't, yeah. They are just making... Well, it was It was an
3: 087 number.
1: Ah, yeah, but they, that's all set up in advance. They can do all of these things to make you think that somebody's calling you locally or they could have an yeah. 01 number, an 021 number, whatever they want.
3: Like all the long numbers, we all ignore, we all, ignore them. We all know yeah. about those, but yeah. I'm waiting on a call from a job, and it was an 07 number, and I assumed that was...
1: And did you just panic, where you, you literally gave them access to clean you out in panic?
3: Yeah, I didn't even realise it, it was only afterwards when I read it, when I read out the app that I put in, and i like, oh my God, I did it myself, I did it myself.
1: You must feel awful about that.
3: Awful, oh, so whatever about my money, it's the girls' money.
1: And how do they money. feel about it, the girls'?
3: They're
1: not happy, obviously. Heartbroken. And can Revolut reverse it? Or the bank reverse it?
3: The bank are dealing with it. They said they'd send me out forms. Um, Like, when I rang um, TSB um, and told them the fraudulent section, they... They said they'll investigate straight away and they'll send out forms to be sent to the guards. And um, they could tell me that they got a hold of my Revolut. I didn't know TSB would have had access to my Revolut. I don't know. I'm not.
1: They would have access. You see, the money going into yeah. Revolut came from your TSB account. Yeah. You see, yeah. when you put money into Revolut, that's where it comes from. So they're all linked together. But Revolut will say yeah. to you, "Well, there was no suspicious activity on the account." We can you can't, well, they, they, they won't take your word for it as such.
3: No, that's all they're saying, that there's no fraud. Even though every transaction yesterday, I reported to Revolut while they were still pending. Had they done something there and then while they were still pending? I I got off the phone, realized what, what happened, and I reported everything, every transaction straight away. And, and you know, if they done something there and then while well, they were still pending, I might, I might have been in luck.
1: Yeah, there's so many queries going in, I'd say, on a daily basis all over the world. You know, there wouldn't be immediate yeah. response to anything. And while this was happening, you were watching it. Was your man on the phone? Yeah. And were you begging him to stop?
3: I said, you st-? I said, you keep taking money. No, he said, I'm not taking money. I'm- I-, I said, I can see it. I'm not blind. I said, I can see you taking the money. And he said, um, no, you log into Revolut now again, he said, and all your money will be there. And no, they took more.
1: And at what stage did he hang up and end the conversation? How did the conversation with him end?
3: I- I- oh, he said, have a nice day. And then I realized when I looked in my apps that it was gone.
1: So when he managed to clean everything out, he then sarcastically said, "Have a nice day, yeah,
3: yeah yeah i don't don't they're just so good at what they do,
1: yeah, I know, I know, and that like, probably it probably all took for him to clean you out at twenty four hundred euro probably took ten minutes, did it
3: yeah, yeah, oh, man. like I I'm the one that will always tell friends if you get a message from someone on post. Recently I got a message from on post to say that I owed one ninety nine or something like that and I ignored it. I... Numerous text Ignore them. And they only DNA
1: need $1.99 to get your account details. And another one that's doing the rounds now is there's a new one now where people are getting text to click this link because you've been a close yeah. contact of the new COVID variant and they need to send you the <gasps> kit and it's going to cost twenty-nine ninety-nine. It's all... Ah, you know, yeah, it's all lies. Um. Yeah, yeah, there's always something. I'm so, so, good I'm so opinion. sorry, Marion. I mean, I wish there was good news at the end of this. There, there might be with the bank. I don't know about Revolut.
3: Yeah, and a solicitor wouldn't do anything.
1: No, no, wasting your time, I'd say.
3: Yeah,
1: wasting your time. I don't know what you could do. Okay. I mean, you could you'd try and get onto Revolut again, and just really seriously. You didn't take a photograph of the screen with the uh, any desk. I photograph guy. of everything. Yeah, you,
3: everything uh, and I sent them to, to them, but you look, they'll probably have to hack in my Revolut as well, and um, everything. Do you know? I don't know what they have to I do. I wouldn't to be more. putting
1: any more money into that Revolut anytime soon. No. You never know. There could be some tech head or someone who has advice as to what you should do next listening. If they are, I hope that they call because if somebody can give advice yeah. or direction, it would be greatly appreciated that money was hard-earned, hard-saved.
3: It's just to let people know that you think your money is safe in revolution and you've no outcome, no outcome whatsoever.
1: Yeah, don't take these calls, lads. And even if, even if you start starting to... It's never too late to to try and back out Can't but you know ne- never ever
3: just your money into a proper bank immediately
1: well you see if they say to you we need you now to download a special app it's called any desk app or anything like that there are others yeah. that's giving them access yeah. to your account you know
3: yeah
2: and
1: that's so I,
3: I was oblivious to what was going on I'm not very good at technician, uh, technology but that was just done right and
1: was that money for Christmas yeah
3: yeah
1: I'm so sorry
3: um like, I'd get over... There wasn't... I had only 280 in there, but the girls had close to 7... I don't know, it was 760, 750, around there. Like, if it was my money, I'd say, less let learn land dope. Don't do it again. But, like, their money, and I'm out of work, so...
1: And were they putting in a few euro every week, kind of thing?
3: They were putting in 50 or 100. They were putting in loads. I was only putting in 10.15. I had... I'm not worried
1: about my money. You'd be so. Uh, you're very upset, but you're also probably very angry. And I know I'm angry yeah. as well because it happened to a family member of mine. Where the same thing some years back, much younger at the time, bank account got cleaned out by people claiming to be PayPal. Cleaned out the bank yeah. account. It was. Uh, it was just. I, mean, I was so angry about it. I could have strangled them if I could have got my hands on them. You know. I said to
3: him yesterday that day on the phone. I said if I got in front of
1: you, I said I'd trump you. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's, he's
3: loving it. In his
1: own language. Yeah, oh yeah, he's loving it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, lowest of the low, it. and that's how they make a living, and they make a damn good living at it too—a lot more than the living. They're making billions. Oh
3: God, dear.
1: Yeah. Sorry, t- sorry to hear your story, Marion If you've an update, come back to us, right? I uh, would, of course. Thanks, good. girl. Take care. Cheers. Yeah. Money hard earned and hard saved, and all it takes is a split second to let your guard down. Paul, good morning. I don't know if it'll come as... A, let me just... Okay, I'll just talk to Paul first some five. It might come as some consolation to Marion that she's not the only person that got contacted. Paul, good morning. Hello, Neil. How are you? What happened? Like that, that caller, I feel so sorry for that, Gerlo. It's like I got a few
8: calls from Amazon Prime. I'm telling you, going back about a couple of months now, I'm getting calls on and off from this crowd. Initially, I thought it was my son had set up something, and when I asked him, he said no. he'd nothing with Amazon Prime. So, like that, I just hang up every time, uh, but they're constantly, they're persistent, and they keep ringing, they keep ringing, but I feel so sorry for that girl, and it's, look, people can be caught so How are easily. they, and
1: you said they're convincing, did, did you speak to them long enough to hear how convincing no, they can be?
8: They're not convincing at all, to me, they weren't convincing, I just, I, I was just saying, initially my son might, I just thought he might have set something up on it, and when I asked him, he said no, I knew there was something fishy about it then, so I said, look, when they kept bringing me then I just I just keep I just hung up. They just oh. and it was actually the amount seventy nine Euros that actually drew my, drew my attention to the cost. She cause.
1: was seventy nine euro at the start, same. yeah, yeah, yeah. The exact yeah,
8: yeah. same amount. This that's is Amazon
1: Prime where we're deducting yeah. seventy nine euro for your account for unpaid monthly subscriptions or something. Exactly. We, we need we exactly. need you to download this. Ah, yeah, I know. I mean it's easy for me yes. to say that it stinks my like heaven. But people get so, caught. Yeah
8: yes they do indeed and it's very sad and I'm so sorry for that girl it's, it's just so terrible these people have no scruples whatsoever, whatsoever yeah. and like you say they're making billions
1: Well, billions that, that, that 2400 2, probably took 10 minutes to get
8: that's it exactly and how long would, we have, well, how long would I have to work for Neil it well, wouldn't take you long to work, <laughs> work long for, uh, for that <laughs> Well, sure, so look, this is what it is, and I'm so sorry for it. I Listen, I'm sorry I had to run.
1: Go for it. And Thanks i talk again soon. Cheers, take care, Paul. Okay. best thing you can do, I don't know whether it actually helps long term, but block the number straight away. They may come back with another number. Block that and block the next and keep blocking them. They might eventually twig that you're not just not going to be caught and they'll go away because ultimately you'll hopefully block all of the numbers. I don't know. Sean, good morning. Morning, Neil. How you are you doing? Bought a laptop on done deal. Is that right?
9: I did indeed, Neil,
1: and okay. I, tell him I feel like
9: a right idiot, but look, what can I do? Um, I bought a second-hand laptop on Dundee. Um, it was it was cheap, and I agreed to meet this guy, and we met in the railway station. In Cork? In Cork, okay. yeah. Okay, all right. And we, I met him, and we sat down and talked for 20 minutes. The nicest guy you could ever meet in the world. I paid him his money, and... How much
1: was it, this second-hand laptop?
9: It was only 140 Euros. What
1: kind of a laptop? Was it decent?
9: <laughs> no, it wasn't. When I brought it home that night, just died battery
1: dead straight away. But look... Did the you contact. open it in the airport and check it?
9: In, in the... In the train Sorry,
1: station. the train
9: station. I, I, yeah, he opened it in the, in the train station in Thunder Island, and it, was, it was grand. But when I got home, after about five minutes, battery dead. So look, anyway, he was so nice, I said to him, I rang him that night, and I said, um, look, it's after packing up, he said, no problem, bud, I'll meet you tomorrow, bud, and we'll, we'll sort it out, and I'll give you another one, so I said, he's so nice, I said, I had another one at home, and I said, would you be interested in fixing this one for me, he was telling me he was going to college, um, doing cyber security in college, and I actually felt sorry for the guy and. I said, look, will you fix another one for me? And I said, look, I have old phones at home as well, about four or five of them. And I said, you can have the phones if they'd make any money, I said. But I said, all I want is, I said, I want the photographs of it from my dad that passed away a couple of years ago. And, and I have a daughter abroad. And look, they were just sentimental photographs. And he said, no problem at all, bud. Bring them down, bud. And I actually had a phone that I was using that day, but I bought a new one, and I gave it to him as well. Okay,
1: how many phones did you give him? Five. Five phones, an old laptop that you wanted repairing, and the laptop you bought from him, all of that. Yeah. Two laptops yeah. and five phones.
9: Yeah. So he gave me another laptop to replace the one that was junk that that packed up that night. I actually threw him a tenor as well because I felt sorry for him because he said he's going to college, and... You know, I just, I introduced him. He's going back to college at a, a mature student. Yeah. And so, so nice. old was he about? About thirty.
1: Okay. All right.
9: Said he was. I think he said he was catching the train to Cove or down east anyway.
1: Right. That's why you met him at the railway station. He That's
9: where I met here. him at. The, yeah. And this is where the problem started. From then on, I have all our conversation from day one on WhatsApp.
1: So he gave you the other one to replace the dodgy one. You gave him one for a pair and five phones. Did you open the second one he gave you?
9: I opened the second one, and fair dues, that lasted for three weeks. That's That's gone as well now. But look, I don't mind that. That doesn't matter. I, I, look, I I was stupid. I was stupid. But the stories he's given me ever since then, uh, um, as I say, I have them all on, on WhatsApp. I'll meet you tomorrow, the 21st of April. I have all your pictures. Um. The... We go on to... Oh, sorry, no.
1: It's all right. Take your time.
9: Uh, um, uh, he Then he said, um, he texts me then. He says, your laptop is ready. Um, can I meet you, bud? And I said, yeah. Um, that was 110. So he says, so- I'm driving up from Yall And I met him down in Tivoli. And he handed me back my... The laptop I got him to repair. And... No photo still. And he said he was waiting on them. They were, somebody was
1: sorting them out. Did you give him 110 euro for the repair? I did indeed. I did okay. indeed. Okay. Did you tell so, him that the second laptop that he sold you also was junk?
9: It wasn't quite junk at that date, you know. It okay. wasn't quite junk okay. at that date. But I gave him the 110, took the laptop home. Absolutely no difference. So I said, and it went dead. So I said, I better plug it in. Wrong charger, different charger. He never gave me back the correct charger. But carrying on from that, it's just been... He's had exams, he's been very busy with exams, um, working 16 odd days and, and longer nights and agreeing to meet me.
1: He said, uh, okay, because you, you had wanted the photographs from the... Uh-huh. From that's a, all I wanted. From, Was that's it, all fr- it? Yeah, from the... From which was it? From a laptop a or iPhone. From, from an iPhone? It was
9: from an iPhone. It and he said an to you, "Yeah,
1: bud, I'll back up the photos of uh, your dad onto a memory stick for you and all that, bud." E-
9: everything is bud, 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 yeah. bud, bud, bud. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to figure out
1: here. Um, and the, then you were trying to meet him, and there was all sorts. To meet of, him. The car broke down. I've, I'm doing a lot yeah, of study oh, yeah, for exams. I tested that? positive for COVID. I'm going oh, to exactly. a removal.
9: The second day, the second last day that I was supposed to meet him, he said, thanks very much, bud, for your support during my exams. Thanks very, very much. I wish everybody was like yourself. And then um, he he started a new job and the car broke down and he was waiting for transport to to get to me. So I left it off until the next day. And I said, definitely no, Martin. And this is the. Oh, sorry, I don't don't want to be mentioned. Oh, it's all right.
1: If this happened and that's his name, you're
9: Martin. It's M A I R T I N. Right, okay. Uh, So the the last day I'm supposed to meet him, the first thing I get was a, a photograph with two positive COVID tests, Bud. And he says, Bud, I've got COVID. And he says, But I'm coming up to Patrick Street to hand in some phones for repair. I'm getting a friend of mine to drop them up. But don't worry, bud. I have everything sterilised for you, bud. And he says, I'll meet you. So I says... um, What needed to
1: be sterilised? You wanted the memory stick with your late dad's photographs.
9: Yeah, and he was supposed to give me another laptop instead of... A third one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Uh, anyway, we we're supposed to meet up. He says uh, uh, the last the last time I met him, sent done the positive COVID tests, and uh, he says, "Look, as I said, I'm coming. Up, I'm coming into town there now shortly. Uh, I'm going to bring your photos. I'm going to Patrick Street, so we can meet there." bud. Does, does that is that okay with you, bud? I said, "Yeah." Can we meet outside the old August? I said, "Yeah." Is that by Don, Don Square? Square? Right. Yeah, and he said that's the one, bud. This was as. on the day on the 25th last Tuesday. Just left. See you shortly, bud. I text him straight away at quarter past four. See you there. And I waited for two hours and then I said, I'm going to text him. I text him and text him. It was getting cold and I was getting cold standing there. Text him, text him. No reply. Ring him. Phone is dead ever since. He's
1: gone. Did you go to to y'all?
9: I've been down to y'all, I went to the railway station last Friday for about three hours looking for him. Went down to y'all Saturday morning, inquiring, walked up and down the streets at 10 o'clock until about 1 o'clock, looking for him. And I went down there Sunday afternoon looking for him. And I'm not going to give up until I find him. Okay, okay, okay. Um, As I say, Neil, it, it doesn't really matter, I don't care about laptop and all that, I'm a bigger fool to get drawn in small bit of cash but all I want if he has any heart I want my photographs of my father and my family I know I that's know. all
1: and God knows there's probably many of them if, I, if, yeah, any, if my phone is anything them. to go by
9: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but to turn off his phone and to drag me in there and let me he must have got a great laugh I would have, I suppose he got a great laugh at me standing outside the bed deals as it is now standing out there for two hours and he's at home he must have been having a good laugh but
1: what's I mean, what motivates somebody to behave like that there's, there's nothing d- d- look, d- there's I... nothing still any bit genuine about this guy somewhere in the background that he'll come yeah. good in the end no mm-hmm. No, the way I look at it, look, he probably
9: needs a bit of treatment somewhere. You know, he needs a bit of treatment. Yeah,
1: but like he's—you've given him two hundred and fifty euro, hundred and forty, hundred and twenty—and you bunged them a tenner. You gave him all of those phones. You gave him your laptop as well. and Because
9: he gave Neil, oh, I'm sorry, no, I—I yeah. I was drawing in. Such a nice guy. I said I felt I felt sorry for man. I felt look, he's gone back to college. He's making something of himself. And I said, yeah, look, what can you do? But once i won't be caught again simple as that but i'm just warning people out there if they come across this guy he's a large set guy um don't be drawn in because smooth talking is he's you
4: know, really good at that
1: like you're just a nice person right and you just um you're a trusting person and you do feel as you said yourself like a fool and an idiot that you've drawn into this situation but that thankfully is your type of personality you know um mm-hmm. You, well, you've paid a high price for being a nice guy uh, not a
9: high price I should have went to a but no one straight away all,
1: no the high price is the photographs you know
9: yeah, and, and that is it that is it that, and I'm still if he's listening out there today if he has any bit of a at all, just get me them photographs put them on a stick and leave them somewhere for me and
1: good luck yeah. you know I, t- I tell you what if he is listening or somebody knows him or whatever just put them on a memory stick and send mm-hmm. them to me just put them in an envelope yeah, post yeah, them to separate. me Send them to Red FM, Correhean Cork, and I'll give them to Sean, and we'll just put the whole sorry thing behind us. Exactly, 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 exactly. You'd never know who might be listening. He might be, or someone that knows him, you know?
9: Yeah, well, I'd say it's, he has to be known. Uh, and uh, He mightn't be coming from you all, that's what he told me, but I just, going back along our conversation, as I said, I have it all on WhatsApp, going back along our conversation, the day I met him, he said he was coming from you all, that I gave him the 110 for the repair he was rushing out the door that day the kids the kids were yeah, driving yeah. him up the wall he'd
1: hardly be getting a train when it doesn't go to y'all unless he got a bus from Middleton no or something he, got
9: like spin, he got a spin he got a spin up you wouldn't
1: know so you wouldn't, wouldn't would know, you would know what's truth or lies anymore Yes, yeah, I
9: wouldn't, have a, I wouldn't yeah. have a clue I wouldn't have a clue I wouldn't have a clue with him ok but Neil thanks very much and I'm, I'm so sorry for that old that old
1: lady it was uh, that's very sad story yeah, yours is a sad Mine one is because simple. you know you can't put a price on those photographs you'd never know Sean I mean let's hope that something might Something positive might come out of this conversation, you know? Okay, Neil, thanks very all much for right, your all time. The best. thank Take you. Take care, bye.
0: Get it off your chest. Call Neil Brenderville now on 0818 104106.
1: Red FM. Yeah, we all scroll through the photographs on our phones, don't we? we? have way too many of them, but they're all happy memories and we all engage in it. Like you could have thousands and thousands. And in Sean's case, many of his late dad and his daughter as well, who's living overseas and has been away for seven years. Uh, I don't know if that person is listening or somebody might know the person. It's just a case of getting the memory stick, get the photographs backed up, or send the phone back, do something, put it in an envelope and even send it to me and we'll say no more about it. Um, and if that person is listening, it, it's something that you really should. To do because you might think it's funny you might get a good laugh out of it or you may, may not care but maybe later in life when you get a little bit older or more mature or your children grow up that's one thing that will niggle away at your head what you did to Sean uh, all those years ago and you'll regret it years later so do the right thing now um, Neil the Irish do have a habit of buying everything new I was talking about during the Celtic Tiger days. The Irish do have a habit of buying everything new. Myself and my husband were renovating our house when I got pregnant and we didn't have the money to buy everything. We used recycling groups and hand-me-downs. We kept a log out of interest to see how much we were saving by getting stuff free versus buying brand new. And it was up over €12,000. It's fantastic because as soon as we are finished with clothes, the pram, the breastfeeding chair, the bouncer, the baby toys... We just put it back up on the recycling group and others come and collect it. Kids are as expensive as you want to make them. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm out of work because I can't work. This has to do with uh, conversations about social welfare payments yesterday. The statement that man made about, say for instance, many people are out on the sick because they have a pain in the back. Well, I have a pain in my back because I broke it. I'm out of work because I can't go back over my back. How dare he disrespect others on payment? He's judgmental, disrespectful, disrespectful, um, rude and disgusting. Put people like that on the air regarding people on disability and welfare. It's really annoying listening to people say that children's allowance shouldn't be paid. I'm a single parent. I get no maintenance whatsoever from my son's dad. I work only part-time because I have no one to collect my son from school. It's just me. Most days I pay my rent, car, shopping and all my bills myself. Yes, I'm also on HAP. We spoke about HAP a lot. But I have to do top-up as well which is more than almost two weeks of my wages every month to top-up the rent. So that 140 we get a month doesn't go anywhere. I've already had to start school start um, school for next year already. So listening to, them, to people criticizing single parents uh, who do it alone is just so disheartening. Mind you, John says they're only getting what they're entitled to. If life's so good on the dole, why aren't more people on it? You were speaking about benefits in other European countries. I think it is lovely that the Irish government offers this benefit for parents. In the States, having a child is your own responsibility uh, to work and to pay for. And where possible, you should only have children if you can afford them. And one final one. I know I personally know multiple families with between six and ten children who are claiming child benefit, unemployment benefit, domiciliary care allowance for most of the kids. And they're also being provided with grocery vouchers and coal from a charity, all while living in social housing and being provided with medical cards. Multiple families with six to ten children. They all have relatively new cars. This is completely unjustified and unfair to the average person who is going out contributing taxes every single week. So there's those and lots more besides. Text 0868 Let me go back to the phone lines, if you will. Evelyn, good morning. Hi, good morning. And can I just thank you for holding so long? You worked as a compliance analyst and a fraud investigator. That must have been one hell of an invest- interesting job.
10: So, I'm still a compliance analyst uh, in the city, and uh, but I previously was, a, for the same company, I was a fraud investigator. And
1: what's a compliance so analyst do?
10: A compliance analyst is someone who mm. reports suspicious transac- transactions online, mm. so I work for a private private remittance company and my job is to find um, people who are money laundering, people who could be terrorist financing, people who could be scams, people who could be just stealing money from people and basically make sure that it's getting reported uh, both to the Irish revenue and then also to um, to the Garda Siakana using the FIU system which is um, the f- financial uh, investigation unit in uh, Dublin.
1: And have you investigated a lot of scams?
10: Yes, <laughs> I did about a year of scams.
1: <laughs> Successfully,
10: any of them? Um, yeah, so we'd see a lot of scams come in, uh, especially like the lady, and this is the reason I contacted you. Marion. Uh, Marion with uh,
1: Revolution. yeah, yeah.
10: Yeah, um, so we would see a lot of people falling for these scams um, and exactly right. These people are extremely convincing. These people are, know exactly what to say and how to say it and how to get you to cough up money. Um, I have seen people lose significantly less and I've seen people lose, people lose significantly more money as well. Um, which, which is always kind of a scary thing. Like there's the and potential
1: the to clean out 50 grand in 5 or 10 minutes, isn't there? 100 grand, yes. limitless amounts, yes. whatever's in the account. Limit.
10: The max amount that they can charge is actually 999,999 euros and 99 cents. So one cent below a million is actually how these people can, as much as these people can take out of an account. And does, does
1: that happen, that kind of money, that kind of amount?
10: not that kind of money but you know i've i have seen cases myself and i obviously can't talk about the case specifically but we see 15 grand we see 30 grand go we see 50 grand go you know from one person's account who got caught with scams everything from people opting to be their girlfriends online for lonely people people like in Ireland now, we see a lot of scams at the moment that are always to do with oh, I'll give you back money because you overspent, and then they end up clearing people out. These people know that, you know, things oh, are getting being more a
1: company that wants to refund them money.
10: Yes, yes. Uh, <sighs> we see this a lot, you know, um, we see it with both like Amazon, we see it from smaller businesses, we see it from larger businesses. And this is a million billion dollar industry. We scam industries. I'm
1: fascinated by this conversation. Like, um, can you describe typically who these scammers are? Are they are they in a a boiler factory somewhere? Are they in a room with dozens of others? Are they sole operators?
10: These people are not sole operators. They are usually an accru. When they start coming in like Amazon, the Irish Revenue was one, you know, the social protection one that was around there for a while, COVID scams, they're in a full call centre, similar to TELUS or Abtran or any of these. They're in a full-blown call centre and they are running numbers constantly. Unfortunately, what happens is people always feel like they're the only victim But a lot of the times, these people have claimed money off maybe 10, 20, 30 people that day.
1: That day alone. And these so-called, inverted commas, call centres, do they ever get raided? I mean, where where are they? I hear a lot about India being a source for many of these.
10: So, it's actually, see, once you start crossing borders with money, it then becomes really, really complex because every country has different rules around what's classed as a scam and what's not and it's even down to the wording and things like that. They're, uh, we have seen them raided. Um, if, if you go onto YouTube at the moment you'll see loads of t- scam centres getting raided but as soon as they're getting raided they're setting back up pretty much within a week.
1: Okay, I think
10: the, I think the longest I've seen one down was about
1: three days. So you've got all of these park people working in front of screens with um, all sorts of high tech dial systems. Um, do they, do, how much do they make as individual? Are they on minimum wage? or Are they in a share of the profit? Or what, is it a co-op?
10: Um, so usually these companies, like these scam call centres are actually set up like a regular business. You would have a director, you would have a general manager, you would have, you know, supervisors and agents and all the rest of it. And it would be pretty much like as if you were to work in any other call centre. You know, you get a wage at the end of every week and it's a, it's a decent wage. It's not exactly, you know, it's not exactly the writs, but it, it, it's a good wage. So they are seeing a lot of money come into them. And if we think about it, um, you know, these businesses, they are, you know, if they're seeing like if they can pay, let's say, 150 employees to do these scams, at a regular wage per week. God. That's a lot of money coming in, you know. They must be they minted. Any
1: study of their oh, yeah. lifestyles, then, the people behind these uh, so-called You see, so-called a lot of causes. people
10: kind of... Because, as you said there, a lot of people said, oh, India. But it's not, like, all Indians, you know. It's a very, very small subset, you know. And, like, from what I have seen and from the interactions that I have had, you know, it can be extremely hard. But if you ever... If any, I, the only advice I can give, because unfortunately I have to run shortly. Sorry um, to hear that. No, <laughs> But the only advice I can give to anybody is if any text message, email, um, uh, phone call, anything comes in, you know, and they're saying I'm from the Department of Social Protection, I, the, I'm Amazon, um, I'm whatever. The best thing I can say to you is, um, as a man said previously, is just to hang up is the best advice don't interact with them but they can be extremely convincing a new thing that they're developing well they're not developing they have it in ireland is when um you get these phone numbers they look like irish phone numbers yes so what happens is if someone picks up a phone let's say a scam caller called me i picked up the phone once i have picked up the phone they now have my number and can use that to to scam somebody else
1: oh god almighty
10: right they are using our numbers against us right not to sound like a little bit do you ever deal do
1: you ever deal with the the psychological impact on the person who's been scammed whether it's the 5, 10, 50 grand
11: yeah
10: do they
1: ever recover from that
10: some people do some people don't you know um, you know people like it's people's livelihoods you know and it, it can be extremely heartbreaking especially if you're the person on the other end you know trying to help this person get their money back and all the rest of it you
1: can know? you charge back against revolut
10: yeah so uh revolut does have a charge back system it is not as uh not reliable but it's not as safe as what a bank would be because a bank would just get your money back it's you know irish banks know this and irish banks will get your money back okay yeah um and any evidence you can provide to the bank as the victim is always really helpful. You know, if they're telling you to download apps or they're telling you to, you know, let them have control over your device.
1: Download an app called any desk app gives them access to your or entire life.
10: Team yeah. viewer, which is team the older viewer, version. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
10: You know, anybody telling you to download an app to let them use your stuff, no. You know, and I always say, if someone gets a call and you're not sure if it's a scam or not, right, hang up the phone and then go contact that business directly. Mm. Go talk to Amazon, you know. Mm. make do your own due diligence and actually just check these people out. But I understand how convincing it would be. So if anybody has had a scam through Revolut, if you Google Revolut uh, chargeback form, it'll give you a form and you can fill it out It's not as uh, hard fast as the banks, but it would be the best option. That could
1: be some consolation and a route for Marion to go down. Okay, please don't go. Please stay with me for the next hour. (laughs) Please don't go back to work. (laughs) Let's just chat.
11: Sorry, I have to go. Backwards. Please don't Thanks leave me. Much for having me
1: on. <laughs> Thanks, Evelyn. Appreciate the call. Thank
10: you. Bye Fascinating.
1: Everybody. Pick it up after eleven. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six.
10: Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four
6: for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features, and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive.
0: 104 to 106. Red FM. This is the Neil
1: friendville Show. You're beautiful. Bring James Blunt tickets again today, every day this week for the gig in the Glen Eagle Arena down in Killarney on June 10th. So we'll finish up this morning opening the phone lines for Saint James Blunt tickets as well. And also some tickets to give away for the charity fundraiser for Marymount. This is the big uh, Marymount uh, Manchester United legends taking on uh, Cork soccer stars in aid of uh, Marymount. You can book directly on Eventbrite. It would be a great family day out. Four o'clock Sunday. Uh, June fifth, Sunday afternoon, at Turner's Cross, and uh, Manchester United legends taken to the pitch against the Cork City uh, selection. So, we'll give those tickets away today, tomorrow, and indeed on Friday. You can get in touch with us: text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Pick up the phone on oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. Thank you to Karen. She says she thinks she might know the scammer, if that's what he is, and it's looking more likely. Um, as time goes on that you know he's not a genuine character although it's still not too late for him to do the right thing she says she thinks she might know him from y'all he's uh, not from Yall, she says but by the name and the description it matches a guy that she worked with that was in and out of computer classes but she thinks he's not from y'all but actually from the other side of the country now we've been ringing the number provided by Sean for this character but the number just rings out and out and out and out but if there's an update on the story I'll come back to it if nothing happens in the next couple of days unguarded shakana and harvest the cctv footage you'd never know and we'll pick it up at that point but back to the phone lines we go amy good morning Hey Neil. how are you? Doing? thank you for taking the call uh, i know you're under pressure for time so um okay. just back to the amazon story where um uh, marion had 2600 we just harvested out of her account and a lot of it from a revolute account go ahead
11: yes um, like shocking what happened to her. I've gotten a couple of calls from the Amazon people. Um, like immediately, I knew it was a scam because I don't have Amazon. Um, you know, I've gotten a few texts as well saying that I have a, a non-post letter to pay my one ninety, which is also yeah, a scam. I forgot that quickly. one. Yeah,
1: yeah,
11: um, yeah. Got that the other day to a, a phone number that I actually have not associated with anything. It's just a spare phone in the house. Um, but with the Amazon thing, like. I know people that, that are aware when, when they're a scam, but I think hanging up is actually the worst thing to do. Why? Because if, if you hang up, they're immediately redialing another number. Whereas if you have the time in your day to go along with this person and waste so much more of their time, they're going to be completely deflated by the end of the call. If there's so many more people taking up so much more of their time, it means they've less time to actually get away and catch somebody that, you know, unknowingly will, will fall for the
1: scam. So you're just, yeah, you're winding them up, if you like, as we used to say. I had
11: a 47-minute call with one of them one day. I had them on loudspeaker in my office. It was the funniest thing ever. I was pretending my English was so bad, trying to, like, send out words. I don't know how many different type of accents I did, which was, I don't know how they didn't click onto it. Um, He was sending out words and everything to me. It it kind of sounded like sort of an, an Indian accent on the phone. Yeah. Um, had yeah. a name something along the lines of like Mike which <laughs> you're definitely not Mike. Yeah. Um but yeah. yeah, by the end of the call then I eventually broke the character and, you know, I was like, um, right, hang on. <laughs> do you honestly think that I am that stupid and that you're catching me? And he'd put me on to his supervisors and his colleagues and went through a whole channel of people oh, watching me and no,
1: no sympathy for any of the above <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs>
11: But by the time then when I said, uh, by the way, my English is perfect, I was like, um, thank you for uh, for making my morning, though. I said, this has been very entertaining. The guy was so deflated on the phone. He was just like oh my god and he just went blank
1: and then just hung up the phone yeah yeah i mean i mean in in a real world scenario i don't even care if he's trying to rear a family or feed a family i have no sympathy whatsoever if someone would say ah yeah but i have to have this is the only job i can get i need to get the job so i can feed my family i don't care that's not the kind of job you need to do no no
11: it's shocking and there's like you know nobody will have any luck for it like so
1: yeah, and just wondering—is there any way, shape, or form that she could ever get that money back? I just hope that she does. You know, what would you think? Would you think that the bank would say, "Sorry, you did it yourself"?
11: Yeah, I, I, I think honestly, it's it's, it's a lesson learned. It's not a good lesson, but it it is a lesson learned. Um, banks should, like, I think there should be more safety measures put in place by banks. You know, like verified by Visa. I don't use Re- Revolut. I, to me, it, it doesn't make logical sense to move money from your bank to a Revolut to pay for something when you can just pay for, from the bank. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you,
1: you, yeah, you would think that if 1600 was going out of a Revolut account that you'd be getting a warning from Revolut that it would freeze just to ask you a question, you know, say are yeah, you sure you are. Like yeah, there text, be like
11: text approval of some sort or, you know, um, you can put limits on, on a bank account that you can only withdraw a certain amount of money in a day. Um, there is safety measures like that with with the Bank of Ireland, and you know if it's large amounts of money, try to come out of your account, they'll uh, they'll yeah. stop it, and yeah. you'll get a a verified by Visa text. You or, will. Like yeah. sometimes if I go to pay for something online, I have to sign into my online banking and approve it from there. So, well, I
1: actually had a payment recently. It was uh, some some work that was being done, uh, and um, the bank rang me actually rang me yes. on the phone and it was at night it was about half past 9 quarter 10 paying something online and they rang me um so they they can be on it you know yeah yeah. Nice one. Cheers, Amy. Thanks so much. Play along. Wind them up. At least you'll slow down their activity. Thanks for that. Text 0868104106. One of the biggest scams that has been growing very, very much recently, of course, is um, uh, people who are trying to find a rental property and they engage unbeknownst to themselves with individuals who are engaged in fraud and they're liars and they're cheats and they just want your money and they make up this story that they own a property and they'll pick a property in Cork and they'll post it up online. It'll be up on, uh, you know, Airbnb sometimes it'll be up on Daft and stuff like that and of course they own the property but they're overseas and they're working away and they have all of this tale of woe or how they've been burned before and it's all a load of nonsense. I got a lengthy one in there, a copy of it there recently. I don't have it in front of me but I'll dig it out later on and I'll read out um, I'll, I'll just give you a shortened version of a typical story like that on tomorrow's show where um, you know it's way, way too good to be true, uh, but you actually can see the property, it's actually somebody's home in the interior of it, it probably was a rental property at some stage which they harvest and use then and that's how they get the money out of you they tempt you in with an actual property and an actual Cork address, back after the break
0: This is the Neil Prenderville Show Text in WhatsApp, 086-8104-106, 8 Cork's
1: Red FM. Two different topic, topics on the go, but there's nothing new there, so I'll come back to others in a minute and also some text, but I want to stay with live calls. Tom, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you keeping Thank you for sharing your own backstory on, on scams and what have you. It started with Marion earlier on, and then poor old Sean with his phones and laptops. What happened to you? Yeah, absolutely.
6: And look, uh, sympathies, uh, obviously, to Marion, and, um, and uh, after that, situation and I'm still getting obviously those unpost um, texts and etc. They're rampant at the moment but just in my own case it is back a few years ago now, The
1: unpost um, one, one is what? That we have a package belong to you before we can deliver it you click it is it? You
6: need to pay the 190. There's a 190 delivery fee, will say that you need to pay in order for the package to be delivered. Yeah. So, like, obviously, if you have ordered something, it would be a bit, um, I suppose, you know, you'd be kind of anxious to, to go ahead and pay for it. But when you've not ordered, you know, you're kind of looking at it, like, okay, this is not obviously for me. No. Nah, but nah, um, nah, they are nah, obviously catching a lot of people with that, I'd say.
1: Yeah. And I wonder, is it only 190 they get? Do they get more when they get in or what? I suppose but, they do.
6: See, this is it. I'd say once you get into the link, then to pay the one Ninety, you obviously have to enter your bank details in some okay, sort of a way in that. order okay. to make the payment. Okay, um, but just yeah, my own story. It is a few years ago now, right? And we were, um, I suppose, in the time of when you, there was, um, we didn't have the tap and go. I suppose as much as there was as there is now in terms of cards. So the, mine was an ATM scam that happened abroad in Benidorm, actually. Yeah, and um, just move away from the
1: phone a little bit. There, it's just clipping a little bit on me, and I want to, I do want to hear the story. Yeah sorry about that so
6: basically um um yeah so abroad on holidays obviously and like cash was king i suppose really back that time because you know um, we weren't paying by cards um, in the bars or the restaurants as much so using the atm was obviously the way to go and it was about one or two days before we were due to due to leave actually and come back home that um obviously ran out of cash so just went to the atm one night after um, when we were at a restaurant and um, I just went up to the ATM up the street, and I said, oh, you know, just get out a few pounds for, to cover the, the last couple of days yeah. that we were there. Yeah. And um, anyway, just in the queue in the at the ATM, and there was a guy standing behind me, and obviously there was someone at the, at the ATM, so when it came to my turn, I put in my card, and... My card um, got stuck in the machine, but I was putting in my PIN number, and there was nothing happening. So I was putting in my PIN number, and not, not, uh, basically, I can't remember what exact came up on the screen, but it was like, um, there was just a, an issue or an error code came up on the screen. So the guy behind me, very kindly, um, with an English accent, said, oh, the same thing happened to me, mate, just try your PIN number again. So, stupidly, um, I tried my PIN number again a couple of times, so he was looking over my shoulder. And... I couldn't get my card back out of the machine it was stuck in the machine so if you remember back a long time ago Neil there was these card skimming devices whereby yeah. they would put your you put your card in it would get stuck in the machine so they'd take out the whole front of the yeah. they were able to there to, to was an the attachment onto
1: the front of the card insert and it was a fake attachment yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. exactly now and this was again this was back in the early when, when this kind of kicked off initially so I wasn't aware of of the, what we, you know, we aren't as knowledgeable as we are now yes, about those yeah, types of scams. Yeah. So basically, anyway, um, my card was stuck in the machine. Obviously, the bank was closed. This was like maybe 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I said, okay, that's okay, fair enough. And eventually, um, I went down and my partner at the time, we got, I got a, a tweezers that she had in her handbag. And I went up and I tried to get my card out of the machine because I could actually see the card stuck in the machine, but I couldn't get it out. Um, so... Basically, anyway, the, the, the whole um, screen ma- went blank. And the,
1: Your man is still standing orange. behind you, is he?
6: Oh, he's around, yeah. Well, I didn't see him. At, I didn't take much notice because he just said, like, you know, the same thing happened to him. And, you know, I just felt a bit like, you know, that he was he was in the same position as I was. But, obviously, um, he was still knocking around. And I just left it anyway. I said i go to the bank the following morning before we head away. Go to the bank and try and get my card back out. Yeah, and went to the bank to the follow mine. So you know, left the were ATM.
1: In. You didn't see your man kind of shuffling up to the ATM no. after you. Yeah, okay, right.
6: Okay. No, no, no. Went 10 of the way. Didn't take much notice of it. Where, where, to be where were you? Deal. Where were you? Incidentally, this was in Benidorm.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Back to so went to the, the next bank this morning. Yeah. F- Expat, follow morning Bank official very kindly went in, checked, um, checked the back of the machine. Sorry, you, you've, there's no card here belonged to you. Um, I said that's very unusual because my card was in there last night. Um, again, um, didn't really put it down to much until flew back to Cork the following day. Either, it was either that day or the following day I came back to Cork and uh, went down to the, the, the AIB bank in Patrick Street there at the time. And um, I went to withdraw money, obviously, because, again, I needed cash um, after coming home. And the, the 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 lady inside the counter said, oh, were you on holidays recently? I said, I was. She goes, I tell you, you had a very good time. I said, we did. And she said, um, There's no money in your account. And she printed out, Well, sorry, she said, uh, your, your account looks like um, there's a lot of money withdrawn in your account. And uh, she printed out a statement, and there was a withdrawal 500, withdrawal 500, withdrawal 500. So this person, obviously, you know, whoever had my card, and they're withdrawing 500, so that was the max at the time that you could withdraw.
1: It is, the think, max. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, so st- there's still a that, max. I don't know, is it higher than 500? It might even still be that, you know?
6: Yeah, and basically, um, she said, "Look, go back to your branch." And went. To, or, sorry, went to the, my own branch, and um, they basically there was a, an investigation. There was four or five kind of kind of fraud investigators, etc. From the bank, who were look, who were taking on the um, the case, I suppose. How much, Tom? Four thousand. There was There was four thousand eight hundred all together,
1: Neil. And how many times um, did he pull out the 500s? Was it in the space of see, 24 this, hours? Yeah. this Go ahead.
6: Yeah, so this is the thing, you see, and this is how it kind of came to a head, was that I was actually back in Ireland and back home, and the withdrawals were still happening. So there were still withdrawals happening every day that I was back in Ireland, and that's kind of how... Basically, there was a good ending to the story, really, because the, the, the investigation team were able to see that I was here, I was in Ireland, and my card was still being used abroad. Oh my! So God. they were able to they were able to collaborate then with the bank over, I suppose, and maybe identify how the transactions and yeah. the withdrawals yeah, were. Yeah, happening. It was
1: it was legit. And what what did they do then? So
6: I I I, I, I had to sit. On it for a while, Neil. There was no um, well. There was constant communication with the bank, I suppose, really. But there was no nothing happening in in terms of the investigation for, I'd say, a couple of months, really, until I got a phone call from the bank to say that we are happy to credit your account with the full amount.
1: And that's all very well. They put four thousand eight hundred euro into your account, but that's the bank's money. Your man legged it with the five grand, you know. Well, that's it. I didn't follow up Neil. I oh, to no, be honest, so I was cash. happy to c- he had cash in his pocket. He had five grand in he, cash. They're not gonna get a piece. He, like, he, exactly, he, unless unless now there was an investigation over in Benidorm and they were able to
6: identify him and maybe prosecute him. Maybe I didn't that. follow up on any of yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but but he, he was probably hovering around that ATM machine all the time, catching oh. loads of people.
6: Guaranteed, guaranteed, and that was very early days, as early I said, when days. that scam kind of came out yeah. initially. Yeah. And yeah. I would, like, it would be fairly savvy now, like in terms of you know technology and etc. But for for that to happen, now and it, when I think, when I obviously Thought back in this, you know, he said the same thing happened to him. Try your pin number again, and sure, that was the, that was the opportunity. He had my card, and then he had my pin number. And
1: he saw the pin. I know, I know. Great story. Glad oh. it worked out for you, Tom. In the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers Which, my man um, yeah, Thanks so much Take go care our best down. Morning I use Revolut And there is an option To add extra security measures I have to approve Every payment And every transaction It's the responsibility Of the person Who owns the Revolut account To activate these options Revolut does let you know That it's safer To add these features Well if you haven't got The extra layers of security Where they will send you A message And you have to click On the message To authenticate The transaction But maybe the scammer Did the authentication Maybe the scammer also had access to authenticating the transaction. I don't know. Okay, we'll come back to that in a few minutes' time. Just some more text on different topics. If you think it's bad, no, I won't even say that. If you think it's bad, it's going to get a a lot, lot worse because you know that anyway and I don't want to be um, making things worse than they are. People are being put to the sword. Mental health issues in Ireland are soaring and present. Very little support. This is now uh, and I'm afraid to even think about how bad it will be in the next few years. This is only the start and as we all know, it'll take years before we see the spike starting to come down. As a father, I can say I'm very nervous about the future for my kids, as I'm finding it hard to plan for their future, let alone my own future. The government needs to slash wages of the overpaid, entitled politicians and start taxing the big corporations appropriately. How can they justify the cost of living in this country while we have so little in return from the government? Scary times ahead for all of us. The ripple effect will cause depression, crime anti-social behaviour and, of course, domestic violence, which we see rising every week. The Emerald Isle is gone. Welcome to Rip Off Ireland. Um, Now, I have a lot of texts there with regards to people uh, in the city and wondering as to whether it's still a good and nice and safe place to be. And you just mentioned there a rise in anti-social behaviour. I was in the city parked up uh, on Grand Parade Uh, recently, between half six and seven, waiting to pick somebody up. There was a group of about 30 teenagers outside Deep South with cans. They were moved on by the guards, but once the guards left, about 15 minutes later, returned to the taxi shelter just outside the city car park. They were hammered drunk, fallen off the footpath and onto the roads in front of cars. They then decided it was funny to walk out in front of the cars, shouting at people, holding their hands up aggressively. Very threatening and stupid behaviour. Almost drove away myself, but after about twenty minutes, they moved off. Then in the direction of Dawn Square. I don't blame teenagers for their frustration, but this behaviour is dangerous to the public and teenagers themselves. It needs to be addressed. You think that the fifteen or twenty of them falling on the footpaths, and are not on the roads in front of cars, hammered drunk, is because they're frustrated? It's interesting. Um, Listen to the show like I do every day at work has become very clear over the past couple of years. The city centre has become the habitat of junkies, troublemakers and delinquents. This is a point, I suppose, that um, is based on our original conversation about what Richard Quest said about the city. So junkies, troublemakers and delinquents. Most normal tax-paying citizens of this county would love nothing more than a trip into town to experience all of what Cork City has to offer. Unfortunately, the city streets and doorways are plagued with these hindrances and undesirables, which leaves us constantly looking over our shoulder in fear for our own safety, as you are harassed for two euro. If you refuse to give it, you're at risk of being flogged or worse, jabbed with a needle." We more in our government's interest to correct the city or to correctly police our cities rather than trying to turn our country into a nanny state. We need our city, Neil. Love the show, keep up the good work. And there's lots more like that which I'll come back to uh, with regards to the city, because that was a big conversation on air following what Rich and Quest and he called it Tired, Tatty and Overpriced. Uh what have I got here? Line one. Back to line one we go. Uh, Rose, good morning. Okay, not there right now. Back after the break, then. The Neil
0: Brendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after
1: midday, 0818-104-106. All right, I'm the Egypt. It's not Rose. It's actually Ross. Ross, my apologies. Good morning. No. <laughs> Good morning,
12: Neil. Yeah, my, I was wondering
1: there. For yeah, a my bad. You should have jumped in and said, maybe it's me you're talking to.
12: <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it is. It's like we calling you Niall. All
1: the right. Niles. That's a, not a bother. Call me whatever you want as long as you're calling me. That's all that matters. Now, Marion yeah, was so talking earlier on about her Revolut account and there was uh, 1,600 robbed from that, 400 from her bank account and another 100 from uh, another part of, I don't know, Second Bank. account. So it came in. It totaled about twenty four hundred but the revolute aspect of it, you wanted to pick up on that
12: yeah, I mean it's just it's just heartbreaking hearing stuff like that every day, you know, and um you, you hear of people you know who personally had these things as well. It's just wrong, but um I just wanted to pick up just on the the group vault that revolutes um because she did have a concern on how they were able to withdraw money when she wasn't an admin, yeah. and a vault for people that
1: don't know a vault is it's like a little savings mechanism you can put money aside it's like a manage but money away it's a piggy bank yeah within within Revolut yeah okay
12: it's a fantastic service like I've been using it for four years and the vaults are one of the best things you can save for your car insurance for your uh, groceries whatever it might be it's really great but they also have an option for a shared vault where, for instance, you could have a like a family on board. You'd be maybe saving up for um, a nice meal or holiday or something. I use it with my partner for our household bills. so we we'd put in about fifty a month. And well, after what me all said yesterday, I think we might have to be, be putting a bit more than
1: that. But sure. if you have um, it to put into it, have I actually yeah. one one or two in the family that have Revolut accounts? Apparently, what, there's a, a thing you can do in it. This is just a by the way. But if you use Revolut, you can set it up, right? Let's say, for instance, you use Revolut or use a phone, the Revolut off your phone or the card to buy things. And you buy something that costs 195, right? You pay the 195 and Revolut rounds it up to two euro and puts that five cent into a vault, right? so if okay. it's maybe 260 it'll bring it up to i don't know whatever but over time all those five and ten cents add up and you'd be surprised at the end of maybe six months you could be sitting on 400 euro you know that kind of thing
12: yeah it's brilliant i use that one too now the, the thing is i don't have the, the the willpower to actually leave that money counting up in the city <laughs> i do tend to take it out all for right, okay. or two. all right um, but no that's that's another example of something great they do um but with the, with the group vault that Marion was, was having a concern about, um, you don't actually need to be an admin to withdraw uh, money from a group vault, even if you're not the owner. So, for instance, how I do it with my partner, Lorraine, is um, I am the admin of the account, but she has a withdrawal enabled on it. So you can set all these privileges for all the participants that's in it. it so yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have to be enabled and that's only something an admin can do and it's something that's not set by default when you create a group vault. So
1: so, um, so that they would've would've that's be how they, you know, they, the scammers had access to it even though she says she wasn't the admin. Anybody contributing to the, the actual savings yeah. has, has access.
12: Yes, yeah, so her daughter who um, would have had to have enabled this with, uh, withdrawing because she's the admin um, she would have done that, which makes perfect sense, right? Like like I pay for the bills through my own card but Lorraine has the you know, the withdrawal enabled in case she uh, needs to take a bit of money out of it and well, pop it in at a later point. You know? So
1: why do you use Revolut as opposed to a debit card? I can understand not using a credit card because it's not money that you own, it's borrowed money but why not use a debit card from an existing bank?
12: Um do you, do you mind me asking which bank you're with? Um, I'm with AIB myself.
1: Uh, well, I'm with Permanent TSB. Okay.
12: Um, so you have their their mobile app on your phone. I I, think. I do. I do. Yeah. It's clunky. It's clunky. It doesn't look like it's uh, up to date with all the other various apps we will using and the social media and stuff we have nowadays. So like, Revolution is kind of, um, they they don't have physical branches. So all their, you know, investments go into making a financial super app which
1: it it uh, is all of the above yeah it is all of the it's above just
12: yeah. gorgeous to use you know and um are there, it, it are there charges less than
1: eat. a traditional bank you get like everything banks are not charities they charge you for every single thing you do do revolut do <laughs> so, things for free or something
8: i tell you i don't have
12: any fees with my A B I account because they still think i'm in school <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> With uh, Revolut, I, I actually pay them a subscription of uh, about £14 a month for the um, the metal subscription, so you get a really nice card. From ah, you're them. an
1: um, What are you giving them <laughs> that for, just so that you have a fancier card? I you get d- cash back and lots of other perks from it. Um, now, is it still worth it?
12: Probably not for me, but you do get, uh, for instance, uh, overseas insurance for travel and stuff like that. So, so they actually give you quite a bit for the okay. for the month. Yeah. I think with most banks, they would charge six euros per month-ish for an account maintenance. And then, uh, do you know, every time you use your contact, or there's something, they might charge you a 20 cent fee or something.
1: Yeah, so, you, actually, I mean, you know, when you yeah, look at the, the Revolut well. app, it is it is a, a piece of genius because I could send you money now and all I need is your phone number. You could send me money and you can pay well, bills and everything. It's really phone number. <laughs> Go on, good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. Cheers, Cheers my then. man. Okay, take care. Text six eight one zero four one zero six. Pick up the phone on oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. What we don't get to today, we'll pick up on uh, tomorrow. Nula, good morning. Thanks for holding. Morning to you. This is um, the unpussed one, is it?
13: Yeah, that's right, ah,
1: 800 Euros so that's yeah. €800
13: a year. That's
1: an awful lot of money. What happened? Um. Well, I'm
13: always ordering online and I had... Uh, parcel coming and I was expecting to get a custom. You see, this is what happened I was actually expecting it. So when I got the on email, I just went straight into it and then everything rolled over and I still didn't catch on.
1: Right. So you were expecting uh, a parcel or a letter or whatever, parcel, yeah. And, and then all I of a sudden you got a text anymore, from...
13: Because if you get something from the UK uh, you are told that you will be paying customs, you know, in, in your order. And I had actually been expecting to get a text on post sent in the text, which is, it, it was on the post email, the same text thread they always ah, use. Ah, it's in the same thread. And I thread. clicked in, it asked me for all my details, which was my online banking details, I put it all in, and then it rolled. And I still didn't catch on, it was the next day, I went into my bank account, and there was two lots of 400 euros out of my bank account from Revolut. Oh my God. And I don't use Revolut at all.
1: So so how do they get the I money out of back. Revolut if you don't use Revolut at all? Right.
13: So what they did is they I I paid on my credit card. So they took 502 euros out of my credit card. They put it into my current account, right? Which means I had to cancel everything. They put it into my current account and they are and then. But did they take more? They must have taken eight hundred actually, and then they took two lots of four hundred euros out of my current account with Revolut.
1: I oh, they're a Revolut from their end. They're, yeah, so they exactly. use Revolut as part of their scam.
13: Yeah, yeah, they did. How
1: did they know, or was it purely coincidental, that you were expecting?
13: Total coincidence, Total Total coincidence. because loads of people have gotten it, and they have no, nothing online. But the, when I went in afterwards, I noticed the last on post one I got, it had my order number on it, and that's the secret. When you get it from them and there's no order number on it, it means it's a scam.
1: So and if you and you know when you know when you would legitimately be getting something from OnPost, yeah, would you yeah. and you said there would be excise I've or customs before. on it have you yeah, pa- have I've you paid on before. have you paid through your phone yeah, legitimately
13: I've done it before yeah I've done it lots of times before because I'm huh. always ordering online it's just the difference between that text that I got that I went in and like an idiot did um and the previous text I got that text didn't have an order number so it didn't say we have your order number X, Y, Z that's right, right? and yeah. we're holding it this just said we are holding a delivery and you have to pay one your own and nine.
1: how do they manage to slip the message into the legit on post text no
13: idea there? I spoke to the guy AIB were amazing when I rang them they were really amazing they had everything Cancelled and reset up in seconds, and I got my money back. I mean, I think the banks are amazing and managing you these see, that's them. the thing.
1: You didn't get your money back. They gave you. I did get
13: my money back. Yes,
1: you did, but it wasn't the same money that was taken. The scammer got the money. No, did I, he?
13: no, no. A A B were out of pocket. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. The yeah. scam. Yeah. The guy who was scamming you is gone with the money, yeah. or he or she. He's
13: gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The bank then pays you money and they increase banking fees to everybody else to cover their yeah, losses.
13: Yeah, but I tell you they like I tell you you're glad of it when it happens. That's <laughs> true
11: too. That yeah, is true too. Um
13: but yeah, yeah. it was um and but that that's really what I wanted to say is if you get this text from on post and you're expecting to get a text, if there's no order number on it, it's a scam.
1: You have to be so careful, don't you? I mean yeah. I got you know, I got yeah. one in front of me here now from... Sunday night, PTSB. Your online access is suspended due to unusual activity. To restore access, please follow the steps and click this link. I mean, yeah. I didn't click yeah. it, but somebody probably yeah. does click those links, you know.
13: Yeah, well, if you're expecting to see it or if, if you know, you're used to getting a text from that particular... You see, you know, we, I get it for TSB and I ignore it because obviously I'm not in TSB. But if I got something for an AIB, you'd be thinking twice. You know, You know? like that's what happens. It's It's when it falls into... When it makes sense to you that you get scammed.
1: Right,
0: I
13: still well. sound like an idiot, but yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, the guy told me like that I wasn't the first one to call in that day.
1: Well, you're not yeah. an idiot because it's something yeah. that you normally do and you were expecting a yeah. package. So that, that means yeah. that you just mm. looked, it looked, it walks like a duck and talks like a duck. It's a duck. Yeah. You thought it was legit. Yeah. 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 Nice, one, yeah. well, It's the order number. For anybody else getting it and they are
13: expecting it, it's the order number. If there's no order number, it's a scam.
1: Yeah, okay. Thanks for that. I wonder, does it come, thank you, Nuala, I wonder, does it come in waves? I mean, there was a period there back at, just going through uh, different um, scam alerts that I got Thursdays, December 2nd on Two occasions, Friday, December 3rd, same three contacts within uh, uh, the space of 24 hours from PTSB. Contact us as soon as possible on our 24-hour number regarding activity on your permanent TSB. A visa debit. If you, if you rang that number, I wonder what would be on the end of it, or what sort of a gangster or criminal would be trying to take your dosh. Anyway, we can come back to that if you have stories to share, I should say. A lot of the time, it could make sense to bang off a story by email. Email neil at uh, redfm.ie. Not everybody wants to come on air, so I get that. Um, and just on the point of where we find ourselves now, um, and the fact that uh, the combined support for Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael is far outstripped by support for Sinn Féin, it would appear. Uh, if Sinn Féin get the their way, uh, they will tax all the big companies and drive them out of Ireland. Give everyone free houses who never want to work. My husband has two jobs for us and has a distant life. Uh, these freeloaders drive me crazy. Get out and work instead of crying looking for everything for free. Remember Lodes said they wouldn't vote for Simon Coveney uh, when he celebrated creation of the Nor- of Northern Ireland? Uh, oh yeah, well, well, you didn't celebrate creation. I suppose that's a typo. He went up to Uh, The commemoration. Last time he only got in as well at the last minute from transfers, but yet we keep electing them. Uh, The reason for the government uh, not putting any restrictions on housing costs is because half of them are lining their pockets by renting them out. They don't care as long as they get paid. Actually, you know, with regards to housing, it is just so critical now. I've been watching different phases of houses as they're released. Not doesn't matter where it is. It could be anywhere. But you look at a, a phase of houses being built, right? And they release them in phases. Sometimes those phases can be released every six months, right? They'll release a phase of houses. People will buy them. They'll go along to open days and show days. And they'll look at the show houses or whatever. And then they'll sign and pay their deposit, right? Um, and then maybe three or four months later... Or maybe even sooner, they'll start building that phase, and so off you go. And then six months later, the whole thing goes on again with the next phase, and eventually you have very, very big housing estates. But within a six-month period, one that I saw there recently, the last phase would have been round about March, I suppose, February, March, maybe earlier. Might have been actually maybe even before Christmas. I can't remember when I looked at it last, but certainly about six months ago, the phase was three hundred and sixty thousand euro. Uh, the latest phase has now gone on the market. The very same houses now, same specs, same area, you know, maybe 40, 30, 40, well, maybe 20, 30 yards away from the last phase. Not 360,000, but 400,000. And the phase before the 360,000 phase in the same area was in and around 320,000. So in the space of just maybe a year or a little more, from 320 odd thousand to 400,000. I mean... That's a third of an increase, phase on phase on phase. It's insane, isn't it? And you couldn't really put that all down to the cost of materials of the war in the Ukraine. It just means that phase on phase and phase, they see the demand and they just keep rising prices talk to neil prenderville now
0: 0818 corks red fm this
1: electricity bill that have been sent actually is from the 28th of april 2022 to the 15th of may 2022 so the electricity billing period from what i can see is something like two weeks it says here those dates. So it's a bill for two weeks electricity. Um, and the cover letter comes with it. No business can, can, can sustain this level of increased in, in energy charges. The government needs to address this immediately before it's too late and doors of businesses close permanently. The government needs to be held accountable for the closure of businesses. We have worked too hard to lose our business due to astronomical energy costs. Uh, ask politicians every opportunity you get. What's going to happen when we can't keep the lights on? So the electricity bill that had been sent from the business that um, uh, shall remain nameless is from the 28th of April to the 11th of May. That's a fortnight, right, isn't it? It's a fortnight. It's a two-week period. And it is €4,088.68. I mean, that is an astronomical amount of money. Uh, And that includes um, a massive amount of money on VAT, of course, and whatever the government takes on top of it. Uh, 4,088 euro. Uh, It's an incredible amount of money. you know, you'd really have to have high turnover to be able to incorporate those kind of bills. But thank you for it. Text 0868104106. Lines are open now. 0818104106. We have a couple of passes to give away now. We'll do, I tell you what, we'll do two, we'll do two passes now and two tomorrow and then another two perhaps on Friday. This is the charity fundraiser that takes place on Sunday at Turner's Cross, four o'clock. You can buy tickets on Eventbrite, 15 euro per adult fiver uh, for juveniles, as we used to say. This is the, um, the big soccer game that's on, which would be the um selection of uh, Manchester United legends, Red Devils, uh, playing a selection of uh, Cork City players, some of them X. So get dialing now. We'll take callers 9 and 10. It will be a great day out for the family. Four o'clock on Sunday at Turner's Cross. All of the proceeds going to Marymount. You can buy the tickets on Eventbrite. We'll take callers 9 and 10 0818 104 106 and enjoy your soccer afternoon. Last uh, bit of business. I want to leave you with a bit of good news because this story was actually a very live and worrying story for a long time and it was coming down to the last few days before Blarney would lose his post office. Um, and I remember the story at the time. I think Tommy Gould was involved in it. And then at the ninth hour, the 11th hour, I should say, the 11th hour, Daniel Leehan. Uh, stepped in and is now the new postmaster out in Blarney. But it's a lovely backstory to it because he travelled a bit and came back from the likes of uh, Australia and New Zealand and places like that. Daniel, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? So you're behind the desk now? I'm behind the desk. We're here. When did you take over? So
14: officially we took over yesterday. And who's the we? Who's with you? So I'm here with two lovely ladies. We've Leanne and Neil and we're currently going to... training. There's a, a lot to take in. There's a lot you can do in a post office. And,
1: and you had no background in any of this, did you, Daniel? Um, I've dealt through different companies i worked
14: with. So i dealt with different finances and stuff, but nothing to do with a post office.
1: <laughs> why and why did training, you decide but... to be the new postmaster of Blarney? Now, to be fair,
14: I was looking into it even before all of this bad news came about that it was going to close and save the post office. The post office was never going to close, and <laughs> whilst I was going through the process, because it's, it's a long enough process you have to give the, the process its chance before you can become a postmaster. This popped up, save the post office, it's going to close. I said, I'm in the middle of doing this application. So it was <laughs> never going to close.
1: Okay. We all thought it was. We didn't know anything about you in the background. No,
14: no, no. I, I, I'm, I got a phone call this morning. Are you closing? No, we're here. We're new. We've, we've taken over. So, yeah, it, just, it, it, it needed the chance for the process to go through. And a rumor just started, and it just it just people ran with it, and they thought it was closing. Yeah, it, okay. Closing. Well,
1: even, even politicians thought it was down to its last dying gasp. But you you were overseas, I think, weren't you? Did you did you emigrate? I was overseas.
14: I was overseas for a few years. Yeah, um, just for the opportunity to grow my experience and stuff like that. Loved it.
1: Where'd you go?
14: Australia was it? Australia, and New Zealand, yeah.
1: And why does it say that um, that COVID pushed you back home? Why is that?
14: Um, just being overseas and having family here, it just, the, the opportunities, the, having family and people that I knew were more important than any amount of money that you were getting overseas. Yeah. yeah. So I took it upon myself, do you know what, I'll go back, I've got the experience, I've been away long enough, and then this happened.
1: And so. the post office, is it, um, is it a shop or a post office Exclusively, it's 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 a post office, but you can do
14: more than just send letters. Like the post office is an insurance company, it's a telecoms company with phones. You know, it's, it's everything. There's 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 a lot you can do here.
1: Right. Okay. And um, you know, it's because it, we hear of people just using the post office to buy a stamp, or indeed just to pick up their pension. Do you even have to go and get physically go for a pension now, or a payment, or you know, uh, you do children's you, allowance you do, like, at the post office, or is it all online?
14: No, the you you can do certain things online, but a lot of people prefer prefer to come in. You know, especially the elderly, they prefer to have you there advising them. Yeah, helping them. yeah, and yeah. you know we're we're here to help. You
1: know, I mean, yeah. um, it's still a better story if we say that you are the guy who saved the post office, even though you're saying <laughs> There was no real fear. Well, <laughs> you
14: can you can say that if, if you hunt, but it, it was never going to close, and I was the I was looking at it for quite a while, and as I said whilst I was going through the process this popped up saved the post office and it got me worrying are I'm going to close this that's I'm right and you're going mind? through
1: the process of trying to take it over yeah
14: yeah yeah. and I went back to them and said hey lads, I'm doing this application and they said no ignore that
1: ignore that but that the Corkman the Corkman was saying use it or lose it the post office yeah, is under temporary say, management so and post a warning it faces possibility of closure unless a permanent manager can be found
14: <laughs> all all rumours. I don't know where the rumours started, but it was never going to close.
13: Oh man,
1: I love it! I love it. You got to make it work now, don't you?
14: Oh, there's no there's no making it work. It's it, it is working. The post office is quite active. Like yesterday, now, our first day in here. Yes, there's a bit of training it has to go on, but the customers are very patient. They're very nice, and it's it, it's quite actually. A busy post office can we post offices post. do
1: lots more now than just the traditional things that we know of. I mean, it's almost like a bank now, right? It's a bank. You can invest. You
14: can get your your phone plan. You can you can get phones here. You you know instead of using the Vodafone's and, and airs, you can use on post. Um,
1: if, you a, if you opened a bank account with on post now, would you get any bit of interest at all? You don't from the banks. They
14: have an interest bank account. Yeah, they have a, an interest. Current accounts. Um,
1: well, look like at What say an interest savings account? What, what would you? What would you get like?
14: I can't answer that one hundred percent. As I said, I'm only in the door. Yeah. And um, there's 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 about four hundred different things you can do with onpost Fantastic. There's a lot.
1: Yeah. Because God knows we lost a lot of post offices.
14: Yeah, there was a lot of post offices closed, but the reasons I don't know but just this post office that I'm postmaster in, it was never going to close. All right, and yeah. I think the ones that mean,
1: closed... Yeah, no, I understand that. I know, I know. It's just that post office is closed, they said, because no one was using them or they were down to dribs and drabs. But it's, uh, I think it's a very important centre of the community, isn't it? The post office, the chemist, the pub, all these kind of things. I want to keep them alive. It,
7: it, it is. It
14: is like, you know, a, a lot of places would like to do cash, you know, cash transactions. You know, cash is still king. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, the local bank here... In Blarney, they've gone cashless so someone wants to come in I need, you know, 50 or worth 5 euro notes, there's nowhere else they can get them only ourselves a, you know? a
1: bank with no cash is like a pub with no beer, that's illogical to me how, how can you have a bank with no cash?
14: I don't know I don't work for a bank, I don't know what they're thinking behind <laughs> it.
1: They just don't have any cash in the bank
14: Yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know There's a generation but suppose- of
1: people who love to use cash, right? It is. It's cash is king.
14: And, you know, the post office being able to offer that and you can do all your banking transactions here. If you want to lodge money, I'll just pick one bank at random, your AIB account. You can lodge money into your AIB
1: account in the post office. So I could go into a bank sooner or later and they'll say, sorry, we don't take cash. (laughs) Probably. That's, that's the way they're going.
14: Or there won't even be anyone there to ask. It'll all be self-service.
1: Well, I know about the self-service and stuff like that, but they, they still have counters and, you know, you can still queue. There might be a whole lot of tellers open. But now we've reached a point where they don't even want you in the building with cash. Just cards. That's
14: right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they started with only coming one day in the week. That's our cash day. And now they're going to cashless. And then they're going to, you know,
1: the self-service. Man, that's insane. I mean, I understand, you know. I mean, they, I, I was kind shocked when they closed down all of the foreign exchanges, but you can kind of understand that. You can have, no longer go in and get dollars or get sterling or whatever. But now no cash either. Cheers.
14: Yeah, well, we, we offer foreign exchange here in the post
1: office. I so know, that's where I, went, that's where I went to get it. The Douglas Post Office. And they gave it to me, ordered it up the lot. Can kids still open their own savings account, like back in the day?
14: Um, yeah, there's a couple of different things that they can do. There's the saving stamps or so Cyril saving stamps. They can come in and just buy a stamp a week and just put it into their book.
1: Yeah. All that, all that kind of stuff. And that so that's, that's equates to money then, that stamp, does it? It does, yeah. Great thing for kids to do very young is to get into a good saving routine. It'll stand to them forever. Listen, good luck with it, Daniel. I'm delighted that everything's going well for you. May you go from strength to strength. Perfect Neil. Cheers for that. Thank you. Okay, my man. Look after yourself. Cheers. Take care. Actually coming he was talking there about coming back and Covid kind of, you know, realigned his life thinking coming back from Australia and uh and New Zealand. There's a story in the papers this morning. I don't know whether you're one of them. Maybe it'd be interesting if you were and you got in touch. Almost one in three Irish people believe the government exaggerated COVID nineteen deaths according to research that's just out from, one, from UCD. I know there was an amount of people who said that there weren't real deaths or exaggerated and you were misrepresenting the cause of death but I didn't know it was as high as one in three Irish people believe the government exaggerated COVID-19 deaths. Anyway, our lines will stay open. You can text 0868104106. We have two tickets now for James Blunt who plays the INEC at the weekend. Get dialing now 0818104106. Oh, and a couple of shout-outs. Happy retirement, please, to Donovan of the Housing Office in Knocknohini, retiring today after 40-plus years. Uh, could it go out when Neil is signing off, please? He'd be delighted to hear it. Happy retirement. Well done on the 40 years of work, Kieran. Enjoy the rest of it and have a good rest. And also wish Mary and Brian Yelverton from Boyce Street the very best on their 54th wedding anniversary from Brian Yelverton. So good luck to you as well and congratulations on many happy years together. Lines will stay open. Have a good day.